it and saying, okay, now it's better. Whoa, Whoa. Look who's here? Yeah. What's up, y'all? Got, it's old tech. Got, how are you in my room? <laughs> did you, did you get invited? You're in trouble, <laughs> Hexo. This is illegal. <laughs> What's For up, people Paul? that don't get the inside joke, someone someone snuck on my stream one time. Oh, using a link no, no. Another guest no, you, see, you see my background, Richard? You see my background? I see that. I like it, dude. <laughs> You're saving energy. Yeah, yeah. That's a good camera you got that can light you up with just two candles, man. Thank you. Yeah. It's very, <laughs> it's very nice. Going, can Richard? you finish that? Maybe Richard can make a comment about uh, the the value of Bitcoin, let's say, five years from now. And I'm not saying dollar value, but as far as like people were trying to hate on you today or yesterday about saying, you know, what's the utility of Hex? Yeah, this Bitcoin reporter that was uh, dweebing on you or whatever. But my question is, I like the utility of the fact that it pays out an interest uh, in Hex, but I don't see... Bitcoin having that as a utility, I don't see any of the other reasons about Bitcoin specifically in five years having value. Is this an old mode of a of a you know the 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 earliest collectible token in a new financial system, or what do you think of Bitcoin in five years? So the Bitcoin narrative has changed over time, which I was watching the stream earlier and I saw you allude to. I'll elaborate on a little bit. You know, originally Bitcoin was meant to be peer-to-peer -peer digital cash, was meant to be used. And, you know, instead of having to use PayPal and credit cards, you're supposed to be able to use Bitcoin. Failed entirely. 100% uh, failure. Um, now 42% of all coins sit in only 2,000 addresses. People that used to accept it stopped accepting it. Um, you know, it's, and that's to some degree tragic and the result of not everyone having a wallet installed. And, and I don't think you will see that type of adoption until you know millions and millions and millions of people have wallets on their phones and then you might see more utility in that way and when you have something that drops 65 75 percent in two weeks it's it's hard to use that as a retailer right so it's like okay you accepted some bitcoin you better liquidate it for cash immediately or you might not be able to pay your suppliers you might be bankrupt so there's a lot of there's a lot of difficulty that goes into to getting that use case to actually adopt so mm -hmm. then the narrative just changed and then the narrative was okay uh you know we're, we're programmable money oh yeah programmable money okay so tell mm -hmm. me about some of the programs can you set an alarm clock have bitcoin wake you up nope can you uh program your bitcoin to send to somebody else at a certain time nope can you per like what well what the fuck what can you program it to do you really can't program it to do anything um the only the only two features they added were time locking which doesn't pay you any interest so barely anyone uses it and none of, like no normal people use it you have to be you have to basically build your own wallet for the most part to use it um maybe there's like one wallet somewhere that might support it um but i, I don't even know what it would be called um and then they added uh, multi-sig okay once again nobody uses it Let's only an enterprise uses it say again Lipstick on a pig. Well, I mean, it's useful if you're an enterprise, but what percentage of the participants in the ecosystem are enterprises and have their own development team to try and use these things safely? And you can you can lose money doing development. You know, people, the biggest mistake people make in developing on Bitcoin is they, they don't realize that every transaction has a change address. And if you don't 
program the transaction to send your change back to yourself or a new address, which you control, that it's given as a fee to the miners. And so people building, trying to build on top of Bitcoin, lose millions of dollars, not sending their change back to themselves and just donating it to the miners. Um, so, you know, and then we had one throughput increase, which was called uh, SegWit, which just made the, the network a little bit more efficient and a little bit safer. So you could like name a transaction and the transaction would have a name and then that name wouldn't change. It would stay the same name. So you could see like, hey, did this thing really go through or not? But back before SegWit, you'd like send a transaction and then you would never know if it really went through or not because it could have changed its name and went through and you wouldn't have noticed. It's called transaction malleability. So that narrative of, hey, we're going to be digital currency, uh, you know, everyone's going to use us, failed entirely. Uh, there's less less ATMs, less people accepting it than there were two years ago. And that's not how technology adoption goes. Technology adoption just goes up. It's like, okay, how many cell phones are there this year? A shitload more than last year. And and how many were there last year? A shitload more than the year before. It only goes up. So in a, in a technological innovation, you really don't want to see like backwards progress. It's a very weird, you know, how many people have emails now? More than last year. Um, so programmable money, nope, didn't work out. Uh, digital currency didn't work out. So the last narrative that's left is uh, the digital gold narrative, which is a nice one because it's the most valuable one. You know, digital gold is worth more than uh, a payment network. Digital gold uh, is worth more than uh, printed currency. You know, store of value is worth more than these things. Well, why? Because if you're a payment network, someone buys your token, moves it, and then someone else sells it. So you have one buy and one sell. Okay, well, then they cancel each other out. Price is basically backwards started except for the float of people, you know, kind of filling up their bags to play that game. Um, whereas with, with digital currency store of gold, people buy in, they store their value in it, and then there's no sell. So you just have buys and no sells, and then, you know, you have maximum price appreciation, which is why gold is worth more than PayPal and worth more than uh, most things. <laughs> I mean, it's worth trillions of dollars, right? Seven, I don't know, some number of trillions, yeah, maybe 11 trillion. So uh, when you when you look at what the <laughs> it's cryptocurrency is so funny to me because <laughs> there's this there's this there's this four panel comic uh, which goes only vertically and it's like you know this level of smarts and it has like a picture of a brain like glowing then it has like the next level where the brain's glowing more then it has the next level where the brain's glowing even more and then you have like a galaxy brain which is like the number four panel. And Bitcoin's kind of that. It's like everyone, everyone bought it because it was, you know, digital currency peer to peer, didn't work out. And then they bought it because it was programmable money, didn't work out. And they bought it because it was digital gold, which worked out for a lot of people, but it didn't work out if you bought two years ago. I mean, it was twenty k then, and it was just three k two months ago. So, <laughs> like, you know, to, you know, eighty eighty five seventy five percent drops. They're not so nice for your digital gold bag. And then the, like the last one, the, the like the galaxy brain one might be like, maybe, maybe the price went up because everyone else bought and maybe everyone had their own excuse and their own narrative and their own reason why they bought. And maybe if people keep buying, the price will go up. And if they stop buying, the price will go down. So like, if you look at the Bitcoin ch price chart on, on regular, like non, non uh, logarithmic on just like linear, you see a giant ass bubble and then doom 
and then a little mini giant bubble and then doom. And like in theory, you could like you could really draw another little mini bubble and then more doom. Like you could you could make the case that Bitcoin could go back to a thousand or eight hundred dollars because people just got tired of buying it. And there's there's nothing that anyone could say that, that would make that not the case. And it would even if you're like into fractals, if you look at what happened when CME launched the gold product in the 70s, gold fucking died for a long time. And okay, well now we have Bitcoin on the CME. And where's Paul Tudor Jones buying it on the CME? Is he taking physical delivery? No. Is he really participating in Bitcoin at all? No. He's using the CME as his counterparty. So if you wanted if you wanted to be bearish and, and have those narratives, you could have them. I give you the bullish narratives. The bullish narratives are you know, Bitcoin pumped back when uh, people were just printing money like crazy. So it was a good macro environment. Okay, well, now people are printing money like crazy again. So maybe it's a good macro environment. Now, I, I tend to think that the pumping needs a little while to really ramp up, right? Like right now, the pumping is just canceling out money that's missing out of the economy due to people not having as much work. Once that work comes back, then you would see inflated prices and, you know, the, the negative side effects of all this money printing. So it's, it's, really, it's really a question of once, once you understand that everyone buys their crypto bag because they believe some narrative, and then that's the only reason these things really go up, and that's it. So it's just, it's just like if you're a technical analyst, right? You're like, okay, uh, trend lines is like your first level. You're like, all right, bounces off these lines, cool. And then you're like, indicators, all right, we're going to get moving averages, right? And then you're like, okay, now we're going to get into the MACD and all this stuff. And then and then you're like, galaxy brain is just like, yeah, just trend lines again. Or, or, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. And, and then, That's how I do it on my stream too. <laughs> dude, it's you for real. Tell. I'm yeah. like, oh, one day I'll do indicators. One day I'll do resistances and supports. And, it's like, and I just yeah, we're just go. throwing this out. <laughs> Here out we go again. Because yeah, you fall for these appeals here. to complexity, right? Like you, you, yeah. you think, oh, because it has to, because it's more complicated, it has to be better. Like you're like, actually, no. Like usually, the more complicated shit isn't better. Like usually, the simpler shit's better. Or like the Bruce Lee saying, you know, don't fear the man that's practiced ten thousand techniques. Fear the man that's practiced like one kick ten thousand times. You know. Yeah, exactly. um, this is like the longest answer in the world to what someone thinks about the Bitcoin price. <laughs> it's like it's like a dissertation. Uh, on we TA. we can got, use long answers right yeah, now. We got we fourteen still got hours. How many more hours to go? <laughs> I got fourteen hours left. It's all good. Yeah, I got balls, but twenty-four hour streams gonna be pain, dude. <laughs> you're gonna really you're gonna regret drinking your energy drinks early. You're gonna wish you could I, save them for oh, later. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm keeping them going. I'm just gonna keep it. <laughs> If you guys Rich, see me uh, stroke out here on stream, you might want to yeah. call the paramedics. Richard, your your story had been, or not your story, but I was asking the narrative uh, two years ago was you should get it now because institutions will get it later. Yep. And they're going to yep. buy your bags. And Novogratz and all these other people that basically yeah. comment about it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Well, is that in your well, that, opinion? It did, it did come true. That did happen. But they also then just sold their bags. So everyone, like institutions, bought the shit out of Bitcoin before the CME launched. Yep. And then the day the CME launched, the price dumped. It's never been back there since. Yep. So institutions did buy the fuck out of it and, and make a lot of money. And then they sold that shit. Mount Gox, like the Mount Gox trustee sold that shit. You know, he sold 8,000, 9,000, um, dumped it hard. You know, he sold, I think, 40,000 Bitcoin. Um, 
so like, yeah, it did actually happen. But so the, the narrative was, and I, and I, I thought it was a great narrative. Hey guys, you know, we're the early adopters. We got in before wall street and now wall street's going to get in before an ETF and get in before main street. And then, okay, everything's going to work out fine. But then the ETF is not going to happen because there's too much risk. Like the, the securities and exchange commission is just like, why do we want people to have the 65, 75% down in a day bullshit? Why? You know, they're just, they don't see the upside to it. We're lucky the CFTC likes it as a commodity because we get to be on all these exchanges and such. But once again, is that luck? I mean, if it gets killed, like gold got killed, <laughs> like, I mean, gold still isn't anywhere near its high from 2011. It's fucking 10 years later, it's still down 30% or 20% from 2011. And it, so, I mean, it sucks to be like accurate and truthful about these things because all of crypto's price is going to go up if Bitcoin prices go up because all these things trade against Bitcoin. So all of the Bitcoin that's in the, the pairs trading against other cryptocurrencies, uh, it, it means that when Bitcoin becomes more valuable, since you can exchange other coins for it, those other coins become more valuable as well. And as long as all these things are interchangeable, the biggest one that everything's traded against going up in value pushes everything else up. So I would prefer to live in a world where Bitcoin is extremely valuable and doing wonderful things and having good development and, and getting anonymity added to it. And, you know, I, I, I hope that that ecosystem thrives and becomes amazing. So I, it sucks that it, in order to be truthful about my market sentiment, uh, you know, I have to say things that are like, you know, Hey, the price will go up if people keep buying it, but they don't have to keep buying it. Like the, there's no, the only, the only appeal to the only appeal to owning Bitcoin for most people is that the price is going to go up and that's enough. I mean, it doesn't have to cure cancer. It doesn't, doesn't have to, you know, take care of your kids. It just has to be a place where people can store value. And if more people store value there over time, then the, the price can keep going up until we're dead. Right? Like there's, there's a lot of people out there. Like what percentage of people are onboarded to Bitcoin compared to how many could be? It's a very low percent. So you could continue to onboard more and more of the world and have appreciation and you would be dead before you ran out of appreciation and, until the top of the S-curve, right? Because everything is an S-curve. So you run out of energy, right? You either run into friction or you just run out of energy in the local universe that you're in. So everything is an S-curve. So back back to what I think Bitcoin's price will do. Um, I, think, I think COVID has done damage to the economy. And that damage was likely to happen whether COVID happened or not, because we have a cyclical, everything turns to shit every 10 years, pump and dump, excess capital, boom and bust cycle. So we were due for a bust anyway. Now maybe they've printed so much that they've changed the bust problem into a, an inflation problem two years from now. Nobody knows. Um, you know, when you see Naval or uh, Balaji or... Uh, Buffett talking about what they're doing. Uh, they're liquidating now and waiting for deals is what they're doing. Those guys aren't too stupid, you know? And I mean, when the fuck have we seen the prices of real estate drop? Like, aren't we due? Aren't, isn't shit too expensive? And, and isn't all these old people that own all the real estate, isn't all of those guys dying off going to cause some things to, to hit the market? So I, I mean, I wouldn't buy real estate right now. I'd hope for a better price. Because you do one cyclically and you do one from all these dead old people. So, right. And then that, that has, 
Well, there will be. There will be a lot of babies being born because everyone was having sex during a lockdown. Uh, except except the lonely crypto dudes <laughs> and us married guys oh yeah and the married guys hiding in the garage waiting for it to end she don't want um, she's got she's pl- plotting my murder right now just don't ever don't ever get life insurance <laughs> have a prenup and never Shit. get life insurance dude. so uh so I, I mean i think i think sure bitcoin could go make new all-time highs so here's here's the thing people don't understand about crypto Hex went and doubled its price in a single fucking candle because some old school Ethereum whale decided he wanted to buy then in a single order. Could anyone in the world have predicted that? I don't think so. I really don't. And then Bitcoin kind of acts the same way. Someone could push Bitcoin up to 20 or 30K a coin if they wanted to over a short period of time if they were a large enough whale. So like if, if 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 some billionaire decides in his brain, oh yeah, you know, Bitcoin, love it. He could just pump the price hard as fuck, just like the Ponzi schemes did. Bitcoin went from 3k to 14k on the plus token Chinese Ponzi. Period. Period. That's it. So any Ponzi could come along and do that. Any billionaire could come along and do that. So all of these like all this talking about the actual real world utility of Bitcoin and shit, it's all it's like yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. But really, is someone going to buy this shit is what really makes the price go up, you know? Um, <laughs> so, like, it's, fucking, it's like trying to do, it's like trying to analyze the the hex market. You know, you've got uh, $10 million liquidity on Uniswap and something I hear so often that just drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> just, it just drives me crazy. <laughs> People are like, but there's there's 200 billion hex. What if what if someone wanted to sell them all? Like, bro, what if someone <laughs> wanted to sell all of anything? What if someone wanted to sell all the houses at once? You stupid fuck you. Like anything in the world that anybody wants to sell, all of it is going to dump like fuck. Like your question's retarded. What if everyone wanted to sell all of the stocks in the world? The fucking price would go near zero for everything. So everything in the world that has a functioning market has liquidity as a percentage of the total value. And so if you look at Bitcoin, Bitcoin's market cap's about 160 billion. And it's uh it's more than that. It's like 164 or something. So let's so Bitcoin's market cap's 164 billion. If you add up all of the bid support and all of the order books to move the price 10% down, it's less than a billion. And that includes no. some fake ass bullshit order books. Like that is not yeah. legit. Right. So, so if you add up like the real order books with real fucking money that, that doesn't disappear when you chip into their bid, uh, you know, you, you probably have less than half of that or, or maybe a quarter of that. So when whenever you liquidity is not the value of your product or market. OK, liquidity is how f- how much food you can fit in your mouth at once. It controls the rate at which you can eat. It does not control how much you can eat because you can can, can eat forever, right? So liquidity affects how quickly uh, price can move and how much energy it takes to move it. But it does not affect uh, whether something is going to go up or down, right? So if, if you had infinite liquidity and all ever, anyone ever does is sell, price is going down. If you have infinite, well, I mean, if you have infinite liquidity, the price can't move. Yeah. But if you, if you have a lot of liquidity, then... 
you know, the price moves slower. And if you have little liquidity, the price moves quicker. So why, why do I say this? Because one, Hex is liquid as fuck. Like if you go to coinpaprika.com that has liquidity as a column on its front page, which nobody else has, uh, you know, CoinMarketCap just added a liquidity feature. Uh, CoinMarketBook sucks and kind of has a liquidity feature as their main, their main thing. Um, so if you, if you rank all of the top 100 cryptocurrencies by their liquidity, Hex is in the top two thirds. It's yep. like number, I think it's number 70 maybe. Uh, and the, and the difference is this is real liquidity that you could actually sell into because the majority of it's on chain and that's the most honest and open liquidity in the world. Whereas all these other order books, you don't know if those bids are real. Those could be, you know, total bullshit. You have no idea. You know, you go, you, your price gets near that order, order disappears. Mm. That shit rarely happens in, uh, in hex, right? Like you start selling the liquidity stays there, right? It's not it's like the bids and asks don't get pulled. The liquidity providers don't seem to, to change their status very often. So, so I, I think that if you want the best cryptocurrency in the world, then you want one that pays people to hold instead of paying them to dump. So Bitcoin miners get paid to dump and then they use that money that they got from dumping to pollute the environment. That's the security model, period. That sucks. It's not good. So that's superior. You want people to be rewarded for uh, the right behavior. You refer people, good, you deserve, a, you deserve some money. Okay. You, uh, you delay gratification and virtually lend the value of your coins to the other people uh, by staking. Then that's positive intention, right? That's, that's what the economy is based on. That's what the time value of money is. So Hex is the first cryptocurrency in the world to monetize the time value of money the same way that banks do. Is that valuable? Well, I think so, because $7.2 trillion in the United States and China is in that system of time deposits. So yeah, I, I think the world has agreed that that is awesome and something the world, people should do. So we've got that. Uh, 13 second blocks beats the fuck out of 10 minute blocks. Cheaper fees beats the fuck out of more expensive fees. More diverse mining ecosystem beats the fuck out of every miner in China. Um, being able to speed up your transactions, lovely, you know? There's just so many on-chain exchange where you're not sending selfies and begging people to let you have your money again. That's disgusting. And that's what Bitcoin created. Bitcoin created new middlemen that hold your uh, identity hostage and hold your money hostage and then lose your identity. And it gets used for, you know, taking out fake loans in your name and, and setting up accounts on other exchanges and such. That is not good. That, that's not the opposite of why crypto was invented. And Bitcoin does nothing to address it, nothing. And it never will because it's not designed to. It's just a dumb network that says, here's a value. You can take your value down and make someone else's value go up. We call it sending. All right. So you had more coins, you sent them, they have less, and that guy has more. That's it. That's the only thing the network does. Well, that sucks, right? We want to get rid of exchanges. We want to get rid of um, people that take your private keys and offer you yield. And then they lose your private keys and never pay you back. We want to get rid of all that shit. And Hex does that. Hex gets rid of those fucking middlemen, gets rid of the exchange middlemen, is the most liquid coin in the world in on-chain exchange, except for Ethereum. And uh, the only coin in the world that pays you based on how long you've locked your coins and gives the market more data about the future so that it can uh, do price discovery better. You know, when in Hex, you can time your stake to end when other people's aren't. 
and that reduces, you know, supply at those levels. And then if price is related to supply, having everyone's supply spread out more evenly instead of having systematic shocks, it's a superior system. It doesn't exist anywhere else in crypto. You know, Hex invented it. So it's freaking awesome. There's so many good things about Hex that people just don't see and just blows my mind. These these losers, like I'll give you an idea about a loser. Okay. Here's, here's the thing that makes me sad. Yeah. These people, they're not technically losers, right? They're just smart enough to fuck this up. Like, you know, the galaxy brain thing where like, yeah, yeah. Simple, harder, harder, actually simple was best. That's the, the how that works. Um, take Charlie Lee. Charlie Lee's probably not a retard. Uh, worked at Coinbase, you know, forked Bitcoin. And what did he do when he forked Bitcoin? He changed the proof of work from SHA-256 hashing to S-Crypt hashing. S-Crypt hashing is uh, memory hard. And so it's a little bit more uh, ASIC resistant, although the ASIC guys figured it out. And uh, and that's okay. Okay, fine. You want to make a fork of Bitcoin as different proof of work, that's fine. Now, is there any innovation in that? Absolutely nothing. There's absolutely nothing at all. You took one proof of work and replaced it with another one. And I can list you 10 other coins that just replaced those proof of works with different ones. There's nothing innovative in that at all. And then uh, what's the value of that cryptocurrency? Top 10 market cap. Does anyone actually use it? Not really. Does anyone use it for shopping? Not really. Does it have any innovative features whatsoever? No. Does it even have much development going on? No. Right. But here's a guy that calls Hex a scam. <laughs> so let's compare Litecoin and Hex, right? Uh, can you trade Litecoin on uh, on-chain exchange? I've never seen it. And if you, there is, there's no volume. Okay, so uh, Hex has a more vibrant and thriving uh, ecosystem there. Can you uh, time lock your Litecoin? No. Has there been any interesting development that wasn't copy-pasted from the Bitcoin devs? Nope. Well, what a piece of shit shitcoin, right? Like, how dare these fuckers step and speak to something that's truly innovative and is outperforming in price and, and has, like, a brighter future ahead of it? Like, I just... And, and when they come out and they say this stupid shit like Hex the Scam because they don't understand it, it sucks because it's really hard to get them to switch on that, right? Because now he's come out and said Hex the Scam, so now I'm going to call him a dickhead. And now he's never going to be like, oh, actually, I was wrong. It wasn't a scam. <clears throat> Partly because he's got a big bag of whatever the fuck. I don't even think he has a bag of Litecoin. I mean, he, he said he sold it. Maybe he bought back in. I don't know. Um, so, like, I wish, I wish that people, I wish that the smart people in crypto we're just a little bit smarter to have looked beyond the marketing hype and read the fucking white paper and read the code and, and understand the amazing technical innovations that are in hex because then they wouldn't have had to missed out on maybe the opportunities of their lifetime price performance wise fucked over all their followers and then forevermore been on the wrong side. And, and like now, you know, I'll probably be calling Charlie a fucking retard for a good long while now because he said that stupid shit. And if he just had been a little bit more educated, then I could have not had been to be, not have had to have been mean to him. Now, there's another way to do this, right? The other way to do this is that we could pretend that these guys are always really on the team. So like the Mormon style. It's like, okay, yeah, you're insulting us and you, you know, all this shit, but you'll eventually come around and it's fine. We could do it that way too, right? Mm -hmm. It's probably, it's probably better to do it that way, right? Because mm -hmm. if someone's got a bag of Litecoin right now and I call the Litecoin founder a fucking retard, <clears throat> probably not going to want to buy a bag of hex, right? 
But you did, if we're you did like, call him a fucking retard too, by the way. Well, he's a fucking retard. So I mean, if you if you call something a scam and it's not, you're a stupid fuck. Like it's really that easy. Like I'm sorry that you hit the edge case of in crypto calling everything a scam is usually a good bet because it's so much shit out there. But when I'm the guy that invented it, motherfucker, you don't respect me. You never heard me speak. I didn't invent some bullshit. I invented something amazing. And if you didn't have the respect for me to understand that. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. I mean, how many, the trail of bodies left behind me, it's everybody. (laughs) Everybody that's ever spoken to me and come to fucking disagree with me has died a terrible death on stream. Like, like if you disagree with me, man, you really better be careful about that because it seems like that's a recipe for fucking failure. Really? It's been like watching Tyson. That's very damn sure. It's Tyson. It's just fucking drama. I love it. So awesome. (laughs) I, I don't get it. Like, what? And they're just dying to have the same conversation with me. You're like, bro, I've had the same conversation 50 times. Yeah. I am going to win this. You might want to try a different tactic. <laughs> like you so, might. so that brings me to a question, Richard, that I want to ask you right now. How does it feel to finally be on a stream with people that are actually not calling you a fucking scammer <laughs> and, and trying to it's bash weird. you? It's weird. <laughs> I'm not used to it, actually. You're like, you're beefing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Fuck all you guys. There's no one, like, <laughs> like there's no one queuing up to like share screen. Like, share screen. Yeah. Why is this guy trying to share my screen? That's Where's funny. He really trying to get you to share your screen? Yeah. Yeah. That, that guy at the Anon Summit literally tried to share my screen and I had no warning of what they were doing. Wow. So I thought it was going to be cunt, friendly. By the way, on, on Twitter. That's insane. Well, any, anybody. Oh. And immediately, anyone that says anything to him on Twitter, he says, you're not really you. You're another yeah. fake account of Richard. Yeah. So that's your first, your go-to tactic is to de- deny the identity of anyone that speaks out against you. Well, man, there must be a lot of fake Richards because I've seen about 200 <laughs> comments calling you stupid. So are these 200 fake Richards calling you stupid? Yeah. So it's, th- there's a saying that's like, if you, if, you, uh, if you wake up in the morning and you go out into the world and you meet an asshole, okay, maybe you met an asshole. But if you got into the morning, it, you, you know, you got into the world and you meet like a hundred assholes, actually you're the asshole. So <laughs> it, it, lawyers that have brains, they don't defame and speak without evidence and, and do lie. things that are actionable. Like I could sue that guy for libel and slander like easily. And I could do that to probably a hundred different people. I was going to say there's a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, from my perspective, it's like, okay, do I want to, Okay, so now I've got a judgment. So I win, okay? I win, and now I've got a judgment against this guy. And he's a fucking wrecked pleb who doesn't have any money anyway. So now I have an uncollectible judgment. And what am I going to do with an uncollectible judgment? I just wasted my money, right? Wasted time. So for the most part, it's only financially intelligent to sue people that have enough money that it's worth getting from them, right? Um, I mean, or I could just do it as like a, yeah, be careful how you speak, right? And that's what Craig Craig Wright did. So Craig Wright's a scamming piece of shit, but he found it to be effective to to dampen other people's speech, um, the chilling effect through threatening to sue people. And so some people that might have spoken out against him more harshly didn't because they were afraid of being sued, you know, because there's a cost to it, right? Like he sues you and then you have to defend yourself and then he drops a suit. You don't get your money back. You just lost money defending yourself. So he lost money and you lost money, but he doesn't mind because he's scamming, but you mind because what are you getting out of the deal, right? Speaking the truth out like, so, which is why I'm maybe one of the few people to actually call him out in person and online, right? Um, Because 
I don't mind. It's like you can sue me if you want, dude. I don't mind. Yeah. You, you're gonna lose. Um, so I, I think, I wonder as Hex ages, how many of these fucking idiots turn around and we're like, oh yeah, actually, I was wrong. That shit's pretty cool, <laughs> you know. Because I look, I used to call Ethereum a piece of shit all the time, and then Ethereum changed, and now it's good. Okay, well, I changed my mind, right? How many other people are willing to to learn? I wonder. Not all. Of Makes them. me wonder. I have a question, Richard, uh, about Uniswap. So before Hex was mm -hmm. uh, its adoption date, its uh, snapshot date, and everything like that. Were you already mm -hmm. aware of Uniswap and its potential, or was that no idea? I had no idea. Wow. And then I had the, no question, idea. the question I have is you're a security expert. You obviously looked at Uniswap because Hexdex points to that as a mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. And my question is when you analyze it, and you said it's a smart contract on top of a Hex contract, I, I assume maybe I'm using the wrong terms, but is it really locked? Is it really immutable? Is that liquidity? Yeah you know, safe, basically, is my question. Well, you've got, so, you don't, security is not an absolute. There is nothing that is infinitely secure. Right. If you if you write something down on a piece of paper, house could catch on fire. If you put it in a fire lock safe, atomic bomb could get you. If you, you know, so like, Everything, including your bank account, including the dollar, including your physical heart, all of these things can fail. And so the question is, what is the likelihood of their failure? So Uniswap is uh, audited by intelligent people. And if you read the audit, it looks good. You know, security researchers attacked it and pointed out uh, some vulnerabilities that people have lost money on because they didn't read the audit. <laughs> so it says like, you can't use this for ERC 721s. And then somebody launched an ERC 721 using it and lost money. And you're like, hey, the audit right here a year ago said you can't do that. And then you did it. So how stupid are you? You know? Um, and then other people uh, used it as an Oracle for uh, margin trading. And they'll tell you, you can't use this as an Oracle for margin trading because it's very easy to manipulate the price for you know one block. You can borrow a lot of money, manipulate the price for one block, win your trade, and then push the price back down to where it belonged and just kill the margin trading systems that don't use a time-weighted average price. So whoever whoever the liquidity providers are there obviously believe in the security of the system or else they wouldn't put $10 million of liquidity on there. That's my guess. Um, and now there's a Uniswap V2, and it is also audited and uh, uses a different smart contract language. So the original uh, Uniswap uses uh, Viper, which is Python-like in its uh, syntax. And the new uh, Uniswap uses Solidity, which is JavaScript-like in its syntax. And uh, I think maybe 20% of liquidity has moved from all of the coins on Uniswap from V1 over to V2. They actually have a dashboard that will show you that number. It's it migrate.uniswap.info. You can uh, see how many coins have moved over. And the question is, I mean, anytime there's a new system, you want to you wanna let other people find the bugs. So you've had audits. Okay, great. Okay. 
But maybe the fucking audit missed something, right? Which is why Hex didn't get one audit. They got three audits. They got two security audits and one economics audit because we fucking cared that it works the right way. Never has to be changed because it can't be changed, right? Um, how many other things have had three audits? None I can think of off the top of my head. Extremely rare, if any other thing ever has. Um, so that liquidity will move over from V1 to V2 because V2 has more features. It has flash loans where you can borrow as much uh, coins as you want as long as you repay them at the end of the transaction. So you can do arbitrage and other financial chicanery uh, without having money to start with. So you, you're just with your transaction fee. You can borrow as much uh, of any coin as you want that's on the system as long as you pay it back at the end. And so if you find some way to do arbitrage that is profitable, you can pay to run that transaction, borrow the money to do it, repay it at the end of the transaction with the profit, and your only cost was the transaction fee. So maybe it cost you a dollar to do the transaction. So you could borrow $100 million or something. Um, and it's, like, it's just it's, it's new and amazing and very, very interesting. There's other features like time-weighted average price that allow margin trading systems to use it as a price oracle uh, that should make uh, liquidity providers want to switch over to the new system. So, but it's not really a rush, right? It's like, you know, hex text and win just pushes to points to V1. And right now, most liquidity for X is on V1, like 99% of it or 95%. So, you know, it's not a rush to move. But as, as margin trading products come out and uh, as people <clears throat> find interesting ways to use flash loans, then you probably would want to see more liquidity providers move over. So your question, your question as to how secure is uh, the money in liquidity providers in Uniswap, the answer is it's as secure as those contracts are written well and audited well. That's, that's the answer. So if, if those contracts were written well, which they were, and if those audits were done well, which to me they appear to have been, well, that's the best you can hope for. I mean, other than you could do what Hex did and just get more audits. Like, okay, let's get more, right? Um, that, that's the only thing you can do to, to try and make it more secure. And by the way, Bitcoin's had no audits, zero. So how secure is your money in Bitcoin? Another Which thing uh, I noticed was I, uh, so I was telling earlier that I took crumbs because I forgot about a wallet that used to have money in it. But then, of course, collapse of 17 crashed all that. So I didn't want to look at that wallet for quite some time. And then I looked today and I was like, oh, I've got like a little bit of money in here, like crumbs, but I have some money. Let me turn it into hex. And so before I would have had to go to finance or uh, some other kind of, you know, centralized exchange. And I started to go through the whole process again to do that. And I just kept running into these different choke points. And then I was like, oh, well, maybe just look at Uniswap. And I noticed, oh, well, and actually the rate was better because of whatever reason um, on Uniswap to take those crumbs and turn them into hex than it would have been to go uh, send it to an exchange and then take, you know, maybe ETH or something and put it back into a method on AA or uh, uh, other tools to, to get hacked. So I just noticed that and I was like, I think I trust those tools of hexdex.win and the decentralized 
the, these types, yeah, way it's, better. It's way more secure. You never lose custody of your coins. You never have to beg someone, please send me my money back. Please send me my money back. You never have to beg. But if you're in crypto and you use centralized exchanges, you will at some point have to beg and it is disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. Yeah. And they lose your, and they, they get rid of your security. They get rid of your anonymity. They're basically your enemy for the, for the most part. So like it, centralized exchanges are just horrible, absolutely horrible. Um, and anything that can be done to, to replace them with peer to peer decentralized custody free where the, the, you know, you stay in control of your coins. It's perfect. So if you send your coins to an exchange and it doesn't work out, you got to beg for them back. If you try and do an exchange on Uniswap and it doesn't work out, you still have your coins. It just it didn't go through. Fine. You still have your coins. You can still do whatever you want, right? Oh, the transaction timed out. You still got your coins. The slippage, the price moved too far and your default, you know, 0.1 or 0.5% additional slippage limiter at the bottom there in red that most people probably never even click. Okay, it didn't go through. Fine. Right. You can you can change those numbers, you can rerun the transaction. Your coins are still your coins. It's very fucking hard to lose. I mean, nearly impossible to like lose control of your coins in that system. Because you know, it never it never takes your coins unless everything worked. So it's like awesome. It's amazing. Um if to be the the best cryptocurrency, we want to make things more efficient by getting rid of middlemen. Who are the middlemen? The exchanges are middlemen. Let's get rid of them. Who else are the middlemen? Uh, people that want to hold your keys to lend your coins out and to give you a return on interest. Those are fucking middlemen. They're security holes. Crypto was invented to get rid of them. So we get, we'll get rid of the middlemen trying to get your keys from you to offer you interest. We get rid of the middlemen trying to get your identity from you to make you beg for your coins, which are the exchanges. Um, the more of these things that we can get rid of, then that fulfills the ideal that cryptocurrency was invented to fulfill. This is why cryptocurrency was invented. It was invented to empower the individual. It was a cypherpunk, empower the individual, get rid of the fucking evil overlord government people out of these things. That's why it was invented. Um, and Hex does that better than any other coin in the world currently. There is no more traded coin on on-chain exchange except Ethereum itself. It's funny to see Ethereum trying to copy things from Hex now. People don't realize Ethereum is trying to do staking. Ethereum is trying to figure out how much you have to pay people to stake. Ethereum is trying to like get their coins to be burnt on transaction fees for EIP-1559. Uh, Ethereum is trying to make it so that you can only pay transaction fees in Ethereum. You can't pay them in something else. Well, Hex is innovating in this direction. By the way, Hex has coin burning now. Hex has staking now. Ethereum is trying to catch up to us, even though we run on Ethereum. It's very funny. So we have superior game theory that they're trying to, to catch up with now. Um, in Hex, you can actually send your Hex to someone else without using Ethereum. So there's something called metatransactions. And if you go to metatransact.com forward slash Hex, um, you can send Hex to other people without using Ethereum. And how it works is there's a middleman that they run a relayer that uh, you know receives extra hex from you for the fee, and then it sells it for ETH, and then it pays the ETH, right? So in effect, somebody is still paying Ethereum to uh, to do that. It didn't, doesn't always have to be that way. Like as it stands right now, because EIP one five five nine isn't rolled out yet, miners could decide to accept payment and whatever they want. 
right? If they want to high five and then the miner wants to roll your transaction to a block, he can do that. You do whatever he wants. It's up to the miner. So this, this other, you know, I was in the dev chat. Isn't, I, I won't tell the public what the, the hex dev chats is because we don't want noobs in there. Um, but if you are a developer, direct message me on Telegram, uh, Richard Hart, and I'll, I'll tell you where the hex dev chat is. You know, the somebody had just, so I had said, I want people to be able to send hacks without touching Ethereum. And then someone just built it and that works. That's awesome. And I said, I'd like people to be able to use their hacks anonymously. So, you know, let's fork this tornado cash thing and, you know, you'll be able to put hacks into a pool. And if another other people do it too, nobody will know who withdrew, right? So if like a hundred people put hacks into a pool and then some people pull out, nobody knows who that was, right? Well, uh, apparently someone's built that too, or, you know, is releasing it shortly. Um, so I hear, so we've got meta transactions now where you can send hacks without using Ethereum, but really kind of Ethereum still getting used, but to the end user, they don't care. Right. They just, they just had hacks and they were able to send it. So that's cool. Um, two, it looks like someone's working on the anonymity stuff with the tornado cash. And so now we'll have fast price, performative, featureful, anonymous. It's like, fuck, there's nothing left. Like you really run out of like the only thing that would be left at that point is throughput. And a lot of people are doing throughput solutions for all ERC twenties that will allow you to do like any ERC 20 at, at high speed using ZK rollups and optimistic rollups. So it's, it's because we chose the right ecosystem with the most developers and the most aggressive roadmap and the friendliest community as funny as that sounds, because so many people are mean to hex, uh, Hex didn't have to build a lot of these innovations. They were just done for us or around us because they were easy to do, right? Like the Tornado Cache already existed for Ethereum, so it would be easy to fork as it's open source to do it for Hex, right? So we chose the right ecosystem. So now people are just filling in the gaps and, and doing the easy things. And then at that point, you're like, well, what's left? I mean, if you've got throughput, anonymity, you don't have to touch some other token to use it. You've got price performance. You've got the world's only chart of future um, market supply because you know we're the only chart of future. Like, hey, these are the coins that can actually be sold. That's fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> like there's nothing. Who else has any of that shit? It's just shocking to me. Like, I'm really impressed. <clears throat> I didn't have to make it happen. It just, I said, Hey, this would be cool. And then the fucking community just made it happen. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Like this, I, I'm on a 24 hour stream now. I had no idea this would be happening. <laughs> Do you mind making a comment about the off ramp? Oh, go ahead. One in. Sorry. Can I get yeah, one? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I hope I can ask you this question, Richard, if I, if you can't answer that, um, it's, it's very fine. Do you, ha, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the simulation that Kyle ran that was supposed to kind of model what returns would be over like a 10 year period. I mm -hmm. was wondering what you thought about um, his, about the potential for an initial investment that was staked over 10 years, seeing 80 X returns as he outlined in his document, that if you thought that would be feasible in the hex ecosystem going forward. Well, those models only uh, predicted hex outputs. So none of those models had anything to do with USD values. Right. Because, 100%. you know, right, right. Yeah. So the, the want, hex, I don't even want you to answer it about USD at all. Well, I mean, it's really, 
some things in the hex system were nearly impossible to predict. So how many people are going to claim day one? Nobody had any idea. Uh, how long are people going to stake? Nobody has any idea, right? But some things we have a range and, and that really tightens up uh, the prediction space. So right now we know that there's like 184 billion or 164 billion, I can't remember which, let's call it 184 uh, billion for the big payday. And I know that number can only go up because it goes up with the virality bonus and it goes up with the critical mass bonus. So, and then I even, to make sure that happened, I took a screenshot like a month ago. And it's, if you go into t.me forward slash hex crypto and type exclamation mark BPD, you'll see a screenshot of, okay, well, here's what the BPD is now. And then if you look at it today, it's bigger. So it's like, okay, it used to be smaller, now it's bigger. Great. Wouldn't hurt to have a few more samples, but I'm, I'm, since I designed the system and did extensive modeling of it, I'm pretty sure the big payday only goes up. Um, so now, now we have a number that is set. We know we have a number now that can only go up. Okay, that reduces uh, un ambiguity, right? It's, it's set in stone, basically. And so now how, who is going to receive that big payday? Well, it just gets split up over the other stakers. Okay. And how many coins you're staking right now? I think it's like 25 billion. I think let's, let's go look right for what, what is it? Coin staking? Yeah. How many, it, how many hacks like are staking? Right it's like 53 billion. Okay. So let's call it 50. So just for rounding off, let's say that the big payday is 200 billion right now. It can only go up. And let's say there's 50 billion coins that are staked. If nobody else stakes and if nobody else claims, and those two numbers stay the same for the next 175 days, then the average return is about four, four X. So the, the stakers put in 50 billion hex to stake, and now they're going to get 200 dumped on them. It's a four X on average. It's very simple math, right? So like, you know, <laughs> so in this, in this one case, which happens to be probably like the most important case, how much is the BPD going to affect your stack? Um, the math is actually very simple on the homepage of go.hex.win. It says, Big payday. There's the number. And then if you go to hex.live or hexinfo or hex-data or any of these other sites, you can see how many coins are staked. And you just realize those staked coins are going to get that big payday, period. Now, as we get closer to that day, I think big payday is going to go up because I think more people will free claim. That'll increase the virality and critical mass bonuses. And I think more people are going to stake too. And if more people stake, then that 200B is going to get spread across more people. Now, important concept. If you stake a hex for a year and another guy stakes a hex for 10 years, he's going to get more of the big payday than you because he gets more shares than you because longer pays better. So a 10-year stake gets 3x the shares that a one-day stake gets. That's a big difference. So a guy that stakes just in time for big payday, which I think you'd have to stake uh, the 18th, I think November 18th, you'd have to start your stake, I think. But check it, right? There's a, there's a calendar on go2x.win. So if you, uh, because when you start your stake, it doesn't really start till the next day, right? So if you start your stake on November 18th, then it's really going to have started on November 19th. But check the math, right? Like these, these off by one errors in software are a real nightmare. Uh, you know, you don't know whether, which side of the, the fence post you're on. <clears throat> so, if, if you're that guy and you stake just for that day to get the big payday, 
but some other guy stakes on that day and stakes for 10 years and delays his gratification, he's going to get three times as much of that big payday as you because he had three many three times as many shares as you. And there's also bigger pays better, but that's only worth 10%. So longer pays better is worth a 3x and bigger pays better is only worth a 1.1x. And that's only up to 3,641 days, right? It, like after that, it's just you continue on with your share price, but that's the right. long as you can. So, so the art, I, I actually misunderstood this for a while, um, which is just hilarious that you can design a system and then it can have traits that, that you don't understand because complexity. So I thought, you know, if you, if you stake longer than 3641 days, since that's where the bonus caps out at for longer pays better, it maxes out your 3x shares, that you'd be silly to stake longer. You'd be working for free basically. But then, you know, Kyle pointed it out, he's like, you know, if you didn't stake for longer, you'd have to get back in and the share price would be higher then. And then you'd end up with less shares. And because you have less shares, now you're making less because the shares are what dictates how much income in hex your, your stake generates. The shares are the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter how much hex you stake. It matters how many shares you got for doing that. Right? So the most rare thing in hex actually is the shares because it costs multiple hex to get a share and the price only goes up and the price will go up a lot. Share price will go up a lot on the big payday or just after the big payday because it's based on the highest ROI anyone's ever seen. And so the highest ROI anyone's going to ever seen is right after the big payday, you know, and then like yeah. the next day and the next day and the next day, but it's a huge, it's a huge uh, profit input right there. And it, it, I don't think people understand how much the share price can go up that day. It could be a lot. Yeah, um, we, we were looking at some of those charts that I, I don't know where Ryan got them, but Ryan Lopez showed us some charts that they got and it was just, it starts going really exponential. And then it's just a blip in the actual share price. Uh, when you, when you scroll out to 10 years, cause it just, you know, it's just a bigger exponential curve that's going, that's happening. You can see that curve now. So if you go to the homepage of go to hex.win and you look at, the day payout day payout is how much profit in hex the staker class made that day and when the supply was lower it was less and now as the supply is increasing they're getting a lot more every day but the number of people that's staking isn't really going up much right. and so the profit inputs in hex to the staker class is, is growing rapidly but the number of new hex being staked doesn't appear to be and so those guys look like they're doing pretty well um, yeah. the stakers. So I wish, I mean, absolutely nobody knows how many people will be staked for big payday and absolutely nobody knows how long and how large it will be staked. And all of those are requirements to know what the actual big payday will be per person. Right. And, and then how much of that big payday goes to you? Are you a, a longer than average staker? Are you a shorter than average staker? Did you just stake for one day? Did everyone else just stake for one day? It's a very interesting system, but but once again, it's very easy to ballpark it because you know there's 50 billion coins staked, there's 200 billion to get handed out. Okay, that's a four to one on average. Now, longer the longer guys are going to eat the pie of the shorter guys. The bigger guys are going to eat slightly the pie of the, the smaller guys. So, um, so when, when you're talking about modeling, it's like, unless, it's the same other thing, right? Like emergency end stakes. When someone emergency end stakes, one, they pay penalties, sometimes large, sometimes 100% of their stack, right? Um, other times a third, other times 
2%, right? Like it really depends on how long they were staked for and how long they served. If, if those guys hop out and they're not staking anymore, that amplifies the rewards to people that are still staked. So, you know, we know that there's a three point. So I'm giving you right now, what I'm trying to do is give you the tools to ballpark these things without having to try and like reference some model. So right now we know that if like no one else claims and if no one else stakes, that it's about a four to one on average of big payday uh, payouts to people that are staked. So there's 50 billion there. There's going to be 200 billion shoved on top of another stakes. That's about a four to one, right? It's really, I think it might be a five to one actually. Yeah, it's a 400% gain. It's a five X um, on average using that those numbers. Check the math. Doing math on stream isn't that easy. Um, mm -hmm. So that, that's very easy to ballpark. So if you see twice as many people stake, okay, then you're like four to one average turned into like two and a half to one average. Okay, well, it's useful to know, right? And then we know that the big payday is only one of the profit inputs. The other profit inputs are early and late end stakes and inflation. And so 3.69 inflation is very easy to, to calculate. Okay, so about 25% of hex is staked. It's like 23% last I looked, but we'll, we'll round to 25. And we know that the inflation is a maximum of 3.69. So let's call it four. Okay, so if 100% of people were staked, then they would be getting 4% on average. Longer guys would get a lot more because the shorter guys would get less. But on average, it's about 4%. But 100% of people isn't staked. Not even one in four is staked, which makes it about four times more powerful which makes it about 16% interest ballpark. If you stake longer and you're getting three times the shares, it could be 30% interest, right? So, you know, understanding that there's a big payday number, you divide it by the coins that are staked, very easy ballpark math. Uh, understanding that inflation is about 4% and that's if 100% of people are staked, average ROI per staker, and then if there's only 25% staked, well, then that's four times larger. It's about 16%. So that's awesome. That's like really handy to know, right? So a lot, you know, a lot of those models that people try to do, we already have real data. We don't have to make guesses. So like a big, a big thing is like how many people are going to claim and how many people are going to stake? Well, we know. We know exactly now. And most of that math is already done for you. So the best math in the world that I'm aware of is at go.hex.win or other websites that are similar that shows you your big payday payout on your stake because it knows how big the big payday is. It knows how many shares there are and there knows how many shares your stake has. And then it just divides your shares into the total shares and whatever that percent is, it gives you of the big payday. And then it's very clear and very obvious that if this state doesn't change, if the big pay doesn't get bigger or smaller and the number of people staking doesn't get bigger or smaller, this is how much you are going to get on big payday. There cannot be any better math that can be done because it would require knowledge of the future. So the best, the best math that can exist is already there and shows you how much you would get on big payday if nobody else staked. And, you know, since the big payday can't go down, I guess it can only go up, right? But so like any model that would be useful would be you guessing how many people are going to stake and for how long. And that's just, you're pulling numbers out of your ass because you have no idea. I have no idea. Nobody knows. And so you're taking the best number that could possibly exist, which is already there, which is your big payday number, which is in, you know, and go to hex.win or similar. And then you're just like 
attaching your guesses to what the future state of the system might be for BPD size and staker percentage, and then molesting the number based on that. So it's already the math is already as good as it can get, and there's not there's not really. Uh, I mean, you could do that on a napkin, right? Okay, you think uh, twice as many people are going to be staked. All right, well then your BPD cuts in half. You think uh, you think BPD is going to go up fifty percent? Okay, then your BPD goes up fifty percent. It's really that easy. <laughs> like it's you know, you don't need a computer model to to shove those guesses in there. Yeah, I right? think a lot a lot of people want to see like what the share price or what the what the, you know. Obviously, you get the people that want to know the. We have price. that. And we, we have the share know, price prediction already. Right. They yeah. Hexinfo.io. Yeah, I think I think it's model, after like after the big payday is what they're looking for. Is that they want to know what's it going to look like? And I, you know, and I we won't know that right until after the big payday to see right. the return. Yeah, on so the first, you, first, you, first person that uh, you know exits of their their. I wish I wish I knew too. I know it's going to be a lot higher, and I know there's a minimum bound. So I know that if a hundred percent of people staked, that it would be like one point four x. So okay. I think that I think that forty percent more uh, coins will be in BPD than could possibly be staked. Um, I think. You gotta check the math. <laughs> because like, how many how many coins? So basically, how many coins could possibly be staked? And then how big is the BPD, BPD going to be? And then you have to distribute those BPD coins to those guys. And I think that if 100% of people staked, that you'd still end up with like a 40% payout on top of whatever they had, right? So, so let's do the math. Right now, I mean, with the rate at which people are claiming right now, which affects the supply, right? If more people claim, the supply gets larger, the BPD gets larger. Because that, you know, rewards the early guys, uh, which is what we want. We don't want people to be rewarded for keeping hacks a secret. We want people to be rewarded for spreading the good word. Yeah. Um, so right now, I think uh, total supply. Right, I think I think circulating supply before big payday is set to be around five hundred billion. Now, how did I arrive at that number? Ballpark. What's the supply now? About two fifty. How far is the launch phase? About half done. Okay, well, half done, 250. Another half, about 500. Okay, ballpark, right? So we, we've got a circulating supply of about 500 billion. Now we've got a big, pay, a big payday of about 170 billion. What is it? I, I want to know whether it's 184 or 164. You guys know? 184. Yeah, it's 184. Okay. Yeah. I, can, I can make sure. So, so let's call it 184. Yeah. So let's call it 184. So we've got about 500 in circulating supply. And then we've got credited to the staker class about 184B, which leaves, um, I don't know, what percent is 184 of 500? And that's like your minimum bound of an average, right? Yeah. And that's like, at 100% stake. Uh, 40%. Yeah. So that's how I arrived at that number. So it's, you know, it's like, yeah, if every single coin that could exist was also staked, then on average, you've got a, you've got, 184B to pile on top of those 500B guys. Now, now, a lot of people misunderstand. They think that the circulating, they think that the total supply is going to be, is going to go up a lot on big payday. It's probably not. 
I, th- I think a lot of people are staked for 10 years already. Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, the average stake is 4.2 years now. Mm-hmm. So unless that behavior changes, you're not going to see that 180 B for a while, you know? And so if, uh, you know, people fear this big dump on big payday and you're like, I don't know, man, like it really depends on how people stake closer to the day. Doesn't it? Yeah. What if people start staking longer to get more of the big payday? You could have 10 year average stake. You could have five year average stake. You know, nobody knows. So I, I wouldn't be comfortable trying to guess whether there was a pump or a dump or sideways or anything on big payday until the day was closer and you could see how people were staking because yep. that's the, that's the number that matters. Those are the guys that are going to get all the big, the big payday are the guys, you know, that are the stakers. So, so the, I think this has been a really productive question because it gives you the tools to make these simple estimates. Okay. How big's big payday? How many people are staking? Okay. There's your, your average ROI. Uh, what's the supply going to look like at the end of the year? About 500 B because we're halfway through and it's about 250. Okay. Easy ballpark, simple to remember. Right. Um, and then I think, I think being able to do these things kind of, so this only, the only thing that's left that you might want to model for is like, what will the share price be? Cause I don't have any way to ballpark that. That one's pretty because, rough. Like, well, yes. because you've got, you've got these, the ballpark stuff will set the ROI. And then it's a question of who ends their stake with that ROI to set that new share price. That's a little bit harder, right? Right. Yeah. Because you don't know. Well, I mean, you're going to get day one guys out, but you don't. It will depend on how. Uh, well, I guess the, you, they'll have the same share price since they were day one. And if they get out of the big payday, so they're automatically going to get that. Yeah. I think, I think the day one guys is. will always be able to set uh, the share price because they'll always have the highest ROI. Right. Um, and, and, you know, until you run out of day one guys, right? And then it'll be day two guys. That have the option to set the highest share price. Uh, so does that does that answer your question? Good texture. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, I mean that was All that right. was that was adequate uh, enough. Right. I guess I was looking for more. If if you thought the ADX that was in Kyle's uh, document was reflective of something that we could see in reality. Uh, oh, you mean R- ADX and ROI in in Hex? Over ten years. Uh, just, I mean, just in, just he knows in he knows more about it than I do, so because he spent more time modeling it than I did. So my model, he said that. yeah, my <laughs> and he's right. So my <laughs> model that I did assumed that every staker had the same length stake. His model was more advanced and used independent agents that had varying length stakes themselves. And you can download. I mean, he published the code that he uh, used to do it. Uh, C sharp code. Um, in the dev chat, you could find it. I, from my from my perspective, it's like it's really going to matter what percentage of people stake and how long. Because if if few people stake and they don't stake that long, and then you stake and you stake long, you're going to get absolutely like gigantic returns, right? So that models as useful as your guess as to how many people are going to going to stake, you know? Um, and, and once again, another thing, like the, the USD price multiplies. So the USD gain multiplies times your gain in hex, uh, 
and that's just damn beautiful. <laughs> so like, so right now people are, have, have gotten up to 116 X just in USD price. And then while they were sitting there holding, they might've gotten another 20% just for holding. And then, you know, that's like 150 X and then, uh, or hundred, hundred and, you know, 30 or 140 X that's fucking awesome. Right. Yeah. And, and this is only six months in. So if you look at the charts and you, you know, somebody posted a chart, somebody was talking on uh, Twitter today about altcoin pumps and the altcoin pumps are in percentages that are insane. So if you, if you liked the 10,000 X in two and a half years that Ethereum did, there's coins that went a lot higher, a lot quicker. And for the most part, they died and went to shit, but it still happened. Right. So like there's, there's, there's a lot of coins that have done retarded, retarded ROI. Um, I think like Verge, Nano, Z Classic, uh, you know, just mostly shit coins, but did returns that were absolutely unbelievable. I think also XRP uh, beat the shit out of Ethereum's 10,000X in two and a half years. So when I'm, when I'm quoting like uh, numbers to show the possibilities of what's possible in crypto, I could actually make these numbers a lot larger by quoting other projects. Um, right. because their, their RI was even crazier and, and hex is a better product than those products. So we're in the lottery to have that same type of insanity, insanity where you're like, this can't possibly be happening. There's, there's no way this could be, you know, that's it, a possibility. <clears throat> Do you think that you may have undercut hex with the 10,000 X, uh, possible, possible. And yeah. yeah. Do you think, how, have you looked at Hex compared to the early Bitcoin chart? And do you looks think the same. Do you think that it's it tracking same, from a fractal perspective? I mean, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about drawing fractals back that far. I, I think it's more coincidence than it is like, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. Like, whatever the fuck the Hex chart is doing, I love it. <laughs> like, I'm straight. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Fucking looks good. Yeah. Hexo, check the private chat. And then, and here's another thing. People don't realize how easy it is for the hex price to go up. So there's 10 million in liquidity. There's f that means there's 5 million Ethereum on the bid side uh, at today's USD price, which means if someone bought 5 million hex, 5 million of hex in a single order, and we've seen similar before. I mean, that guy that doubled the price uh, a way back from here, which by the way, after he doubled it, it never went back, never went back. That guy that doubled the price on a single candle, he's still massively up. I think he's still like up 1.5x or 2.5x. So um, someone could put, someone in, could put in $5 million, $5 million dollars. and then that would quadruple the hex price. In a, in a single order. Now, other people could come in after him and start selling it down and such, or they could just keep pawing on and, and, and FOMO up, which we have seen in the past. So to, to under, it's really neat when you're operating in this automated market maker that you can make these predictions because, you know, there's no iceberg orders with hidden liquidity that, that will affect what actually happens. It's, it's all there and clear and, and open. So I can tell you that if you put about $5 million of Ethereum in, you're going to 4X the hex price in that single order. Now, what else do you know that can 4X on $5 million input? 
You think you could? You think you can four x Bitcoin on five million dollars input? You put five million in, no one would even notice it happened. You want to put five million into Ethereum? No one will ever notice it happened. But in hex, you put five million in, you're going to four x the price. And I don't think five million is hard to come by. And this is the same shit I told everyone before the price went up two x two x two x two x two x two x two x. Right? Like way fucking way back when I told everybody this, and then it happened. I was like, oh, check that out. <laughs> <laughs> like Good time. it's very it's very easy to move the hex price up uh very very easy yeah do you think that that the absence of exchanges is giving us a huge uh, benefit i hate exchanges i really do uh i think that the the opposite of what crypto is invented for unfortunately uh some people gatekeep you until you're on certain exchanges which is disgusting to me so the, the idea of crypto is to get rid of middlemen. And then we have middlemen in crypto that will only pay attention to you if you fellated other middlemen to get on their exchange. And so now, like here, you got to harm the customers to introduce a centralized party that leeches profit off of them and reduces their security and reduces their privacy. And you've got to have multiple of those to fuck over enough people to stop getting gatekept by the centralized entity. That's disgusting to me. I really, really hate it. I really hate it. But what are you going to do? Change the system? Yeah. How? It's hard. Because yeah. they, do they don't... Huh? What do you think about... Uh, when it comes to exchanges, I mean, I'm still using exchange to off-ramp into cash or yep. to on-ramp cash into hex. Yep. And so when you see something like I commented before you came on the stream about like the people that in 17 were supposedly coming from financial systems into crypto and now you see people going to you know work on fed coin or whatever work for mnuchin what do you think about like the other gate that's kept as far as banks because i still have to exit to pay my taxes i have to exit to pay my house or car and what what, what do you see the five-year game when it comes to hex I, I once again am disgusted by the state of that system. If you want to sell the shirt off your back, you can do so. If you want to sell your car, you can do so. If you want to sell your house, you can do so. You do not need to use a goddamn fucking middleman bank. You do not need to use a bank. If you want to walk outside and sell someone a back massage for five bucks, you might be in violation of some local ordinance, but you don't need to use a bank. But for some reason, for some reason, people have parted with their rights and they, they have to go through these goddamn middlemen that add friction and destroy privacy and add risk and make you beg for your money back. The, the concept that you can't sell cryptocurrency out of your front yard is why we have all this shit that we have. If you could yeah. sell cryptocurrency out of your front yard, then you wouldn't need to fucking off-ramp and some weird goddamn centralized horror fest. You just off ramp to your neighbor. You could off ramp and the good and the yellow pages or you know your local classifieds, just like when you want to get rid of your couch. You want to get rid of your couch, you put out an ad. You want to get rid of your crypto, you put out an ad. That's how it should be. And that's how I hope the world becomes. But as it stands right now, we have to supplicate to these fucking middlemen to let, you know, to let people turn their fiat into crypto. It's just goddamn regrettable. Now, some things have improved. So I know that there's um, a place where you can off-ramp your crypto 
uh, you know, without any sign up. You just give them your bank account. Still requires a bank account, but at least there's not all this extra bullshit, right? Um, I think they have a cap of like $3,500 a day or something. Um, yeah, I, people need to fight for their rights. Stop with the security theater bullshit. We need to get the fucking government out of a lot of these peer-to-peer transactions because they're not making the world a better place. They're making the world a worse place. The vast majority of people are honest and doing honest things, fucking over the vast majority of people in order to pretend to catch a couple guys. It's bullshit. It does not make the world better. It makes it worse. So save the money on the fake security theater and law enforcement theater and then get real investigators that go do real groundwork and real legwork and get real subpoenas and then everything will work better. The, the people that are doing, you know, honest stuff will have a, a better time doing it. And the people fighting the bad guys will have more resources to do it. You know, they're just, it's just like the difference between Israeli airport security and American airport security. Mm-hmm. More people want to br- blow up Israeli planes, period. But their planes don't get blown up. Why? Because they don't care about what you're bringing on the plane. They care about who you are. They care about your identity. They care about you. In America, they don't give a fuck who you are. They care about your stuff. And so there's this paradigm shift between caring about the human or the stuff. And in America, they care about the stuff. And in Israel, they care about the human. And the human is a more effective way to do it. Much more effective way to do it. So uh, airport security in Israel works wonderfully. Airport security in America never catches a goddamn thing. Everything they try and sneak on gets right fucking through. So the only reason planes aren't falling out of the air in the United States is because no one's trying. So, you know, I think they there's did real security like in their security 5% theater. Did 5% of the stuff that actually gets caught in the, uh, right. the TSA, only 5%. Yes. And, you know, it's like whatever. You and they're feeling up your like kids security. and seizing your water yeah. bottles. The Staring at they you, forgot. Yeah. They don't even remember why water bottles were stopped. Now they just think the bottle's the problem. Yeah. They forgot it was <laughs> two-part two liquid explosives, but no. they like they're just so dumb. And how couldn't they be? I mean, these yeah. are, these are guys that make fourteen dollars an hour, just got yeah. a fucking you know community college, and yeah, they're like they're not trained to be goddamn security experts. Yeah, and there's nothing for them to catch anyway. <laughs> like, right. like I got some toenail clippers, man. Woo. Yeah. So, so in summary, like hex. Hex will benefit from uh, reduced friction in on-ramps. So the fact that you can turn a th- your credit card into Ethereum by MoonPay or uh, Wire, W-Y-R-E, to get it into ETH and then turn that ETH into Hex very easily, that that's good reduced friction. Um, if, you, if you want to... There's some other on-ramp... Yeah, USDC. So if you want to go to Coinbase, get USDC with no fees using dollars, and then turn that USDC into Hex and Uniswap, like Hextex.win, then that's reduced friction. I mean, think about it. How like how much extra friction does it take to get their USDC with no fee and then turn it into Hex on Hextex.win? How much more friction is that transaction versus, hey, Coinbase, Please list hacks. Please tell people when you're going to list it accurately. Please have uptime and don't go down all the time. Please uh, not inspect people's transactions after they've sent their coins elsewhere. Please. That's a lot of fucking begging. 
right? Mm -hmm. They've already got Ethereum. Cool. Buy the Ethereum. If you like Hex, turn it to Hex. We don't need to beg anybody. We don't need to beg anybody. So everybody in the world, people, people in chat are always like, get listed on Binance. <laughs> you do it. You do it. You want on Binance? You do it. Right now, Binance has Ethereum. And if you get Ethereum on Binance, you could have Hex like that. So, and by the way, it's more liquid. So if, even if, even if Hex is listed on Coinbase and listed on Binance, I am willing to bet that the Uniswap market for uh, Hex is more liquid than the market uh, on Coinbase. So yep. it's like, even, even if Coinbase and Binance list Hex, probably you still want to get ETH and just swap it to Hex on Uniswap for the decreased slippage and, and better liquidity. Like, yeah. so everyone should be focused on onboarding new users and not supplicating and begging the exchanges. Yeah. Because just because you got listed on exchange doesn't mean shit. Things get delisted too. Well, if being listed was so amazing, how, how could you get delisted? Should be amazing, shouldn't it? No. Like, it's just another place. Like, people have to want to trade it. People have to want to buy it or sell it. Just because it's listed there doesn't mean dick. Um so if you want Hex to do well, you should be focused on onboarding new users. They can get Ethereum from any exchange in the world already. So they don't they don't need to have Hex as the primary pair there. But you know what? If you want that shit, Hex is already on like 26 exchanges already. So, But you don't see them on the homepage. Why? Because uh, crypto is designed to get rid of middlemen. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's hilarious when people say you can't even buy or you can't even sell your hex. That's the worst one, too. You can't even sell it, guys. You can't even sell your hex. It's like, what are you talking about? Well, it's you, funny because it, we it's do a wash trading. It's just like, okay. Right. Yeah. I, I, like, I like when people make two statements at once that contradict themselves. They're like, yeah. so they're like, Richard, you're pumping the price. And you're making other people FOMO. <laughs> like, well, hold on a second. If other people are FOMOing, aren't they pumping the price? I don't fucking, don't those yeah. combat? Like, aren't those conflicting? Oh, yeah. And then people will say shit like, uh, you know, the volume's all wash traded and you can't sell it. Yeah. Wash traded. Well, that wash traded all the time. You know, like, <laughs> it's the most honest and transparent volume in the entire world. You can see every single person that bought, every single person that sold, whether they have stakes open, whether they made money, what other coins they have. It's the most open and transparent trading in the entire history of cryptocurrencies' existence, period. Period. Yeah. But they say the opposite because they're fucking retarded. And I even made a video to show them how to do this analysis. Here's a website you go to to see each trade. Here's how you see what coins they're selling. Here's how you see, what, like, I fucking literally shove this information down their throat and they're just still oblivious. Like, uh, uh, they can't get it. <laughs> it yeah. blows my mind, it, dude. I think it comes down to just people not liking you, Richard. That's the whole thing. Yeah, that's, that's what I got today from the stream. Just like, they just they, don't like you. They're like, well, he's, you know, they just don't like how you come across with to other people. And so they like attribute, they think that they're, you're, you're talking to them or something. They're just like, oh, I'm offended for this other person that he called retarded. So I'm going to, you know, screw Richard Hart. Like, it, they've it's never a even good theory. To you. It's hilarious. It's a good theory. But Vitalik and I don't act the same, and they hate the fuck out of him. That's right. True. Yeah. So for different like, reasons, though. Uh, I'm not sure, man. Bitcoin guys hate Vitalik just because he's Vitalik. <laughs> yeah. They they they, they hate him because he made a new coin. Yeah. Yeah. And it works, and it does what it said it would, kind of right. Like DAOs didn't work out, and World Computer didn't work out, but you know, doing more powerful blockchain shit worked out. So I'm just saying, man, 
everybody hates Elon Musk in crypto. Everybody hates Bill Gates in crypto. Uh, I don't think people like Steve Jobs in crypto. I didn't. Uh, now, who are the people who actually change the fucking world? <laughs> Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk. The people hate Vitalik. What's Vitalik do? Writes open source software, funds development, funds the community, donated to the Sens Foundation several million dollars trying to save people's lives. Makes, I mean, his blog posts are so fucking smart. I don't understand half the shit he's saying. <laughs> you got called. You got called paranoid today because uh, of SciVive and uh, the fact that you want to you you want to do life expectancy right. elongation. They said they yeah. said what did they say? They said that you're what if Richard Hart has a panic attack and and sells all yeah because he, your mental state was too too sketchy. <laughs> that's what they that's, said. That's what they're coming. There's the fun right now, man. Dude, <laughs> if. I held my Bitcoin bags for a long time and you know, I know how to hold. And then if, if you're, if you're curious about how the participants in hex act, we'll go look and see who's selling. Anytime you're curious who's selling, you go look it up and you see, you see if the whales are the ones selling or if it's these fucking new plebs that just got in, you know? So it's like, it's a very open system. You can see what everyone's doing. Um, I, I think that if you make a difference in this world, you are going to be hated. And if you're going to be hated anyway, you might as well have fun with it. Fuck it. Right. You do. So, have fun. so this, this dude, to, right. This guy, he thought he was going to come make hex look bad, set up a hit, piece, <laughs> set up a trap, right. Set, didn't tell me what was going on. I was told it was gonna be a friendly fireside chat. Friendly. <laughs> Tried to stare my screen. You know, I talked to seven lawyers. You're like, well, I talked to a couple lawyers that wrote an opinion letter said everything's fine. So fuck yourself. Your lawyers suck. I don't know what to tell you, mate. Like, um, <laughs> he's like, does the SEC know about this? Like, yeah, front page of our cryptocurrency report hacks <laughs> yeah. to the SEC. You know, yeah, hundreds of people filed sure. reports. Yeah, they know what's going on. Sure. Yeah. So, and they regulate securities. Hex isn't a security. It's yep. that simple. It's really that simple. I like what they do. I love that they shut scams down. I love that they try and protect people's fucking money. The SEC has a very, very, very good intention and sometimes does really good shit. So I support the SEC in much of what they do. Uh, it's just they, they don't regulate what Hex is, right? They're not a software regulator. They're not an internet regulator. They're not a human speech regulator. They regulate securities, and that involves a very specific set of shit, which Hex doesn't have. Um, <clears throat> so... I think that if you want to make a difference in this world, oh, so back back to that guy, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to publish this and make you look like shit. You're like, no, actually, I'm going to publish it. And really, Hex Hexo is the one that he pulled it, it down. That wasn't <laughs> no, it somebody down. else, somebody else did it, but uh, yeah, I, I re reposted. He doxed it himself and then he pulled it down. Yeah. Well, well, Hex, I saw I saw Hexo's tweet of it. And I'm like, all right. So usually, I just don't give the scammers any power, right? So if, if you talk, if you're a troll or a scammer, I just let you drown in, in obsolescence. Like nobody knows you even exist. Because yeah. I'm not going to waste my uh, audience's attention on shit that sucks. So if someone's trolling and just wasting everybody's time, I don't want to waste my audience's attention on that shit. So I, uh, I wasn't going to tweet it out, right? Their audience that they had already saw it and was impressed. And so that's enough. But then Hexo tweeted it and it got like a shitload of tweets and retweets. I'm like, All right, fuck it. I guess we're going to, I guess he, since he did it now, I'll, I'll come out and do it too. And uh, 
and I told the story people didn't know about him trying to share my screen and him being a goddamn scammer selling, yo, if you have an ICO, give me $200, I'll put it on my site. Yeah. So you sell ICO listings is what you sell for yeah. a living. Oh, you reviewed down. 400 yeah. coins. There aren't 400 coins of value in this fucking ecosystem, man. No. So you, you, you review a lot of goddamn scams, what you do. No. So a fucking scammer interviewed me, tried to make me look bad, and was bragging about how he's going to promote video. Hexo starts tweeting the video. I start tweeting the video. He pulls the video down. <laughs> and then he, did you see his Twitter when he was tweeting? Technical on error. Yeah, yeah, he had a technical error. <laughs> technical like, error. How did you have a technical error? Crypto Coffee is like, what'd you do? Accidentally slip and press the go on private button on, on yeah. YouTube? Right. That's about all you hey, but do. then it was up back up five minutes later. Somebody yeah, pulled he, it back up. Because we, we put it up. We, we reposted it because he took it yeah. down and then we reposted it. And it was like, no, no, you're not getting away with this, my friend. Nope. <laughs> We're taking you down. We're not going to let mean, you just get away with it. I mean, what that guy did was so disgusting and wrong that even people that hate me hate that guy more. <laughs> like, yeah. even, like, like, people that don't like Hex are like, man, you're fucking horrible. <laughs> nope. You know, because nope. what that guy did was so shitty, so terribly nope. shitty. And he'll horrible. saying things like, you're an MLM. No, there's yeah. one level and it ends in six months. So what the fuck are you talking about? Yep. Or, you know, you're a Ponzi. Well, where's the promises, man? Where's your promised return? Where's the fake work? No, there aren't any. There's none of that shit. It's the most yep. honest disclosures in the world. Oh, well, what's this origin I just nobody knows about? I don't know. It's a disclaimer at the bottom of every page. And the white paper. And the white paper. So if yep. you click technical details and click the layman's guide, it's all there. It's clear as fuck. More clear than anything else. If you If you participate in Bitcoin, is there a fucking guide on the Bitcoin website that walks you through the code and says this part of the code does this and this part of the code does this? No, there's fucking not. And there's not for any other cryptocurrency that I know of, but Hex has that shit. Yeah. Hex shows you this code does this, this code does this, this code does this, as clear as possibly could fucking be. So it's it has better disclosures, more honest, no completely finished project. What the fuck more could you possibly want? But I'm glad. Yeah. I'm really glad that I had that talk with that guy because it inspired me to improve the homepage. So we would always have this argument about design to 10,000x because I'm not allowed to talk about design intentions. We have to pretend that price isn't something that can be designed. We have to pretend that scarcity isn't something that can be designed, even though everyone makes a halvening video. So yep. Satoshi's allowed to make a pump mental with a halvening, but I'm not allowed to design any fucking pump mentals or I'm Satan himself. Interesting. And, and Ethereum's wow. doing the same shit. Ethereum's doing coin burning with the IP1559 and doing staking with, uh, with if you get in earlier, you get more shares kind of shit. Hmm. So they're copying me. I'm building on what Satoshi did, but the world wants to pretend that this isn't allowed. And it's just a copy of what works in the real world. This, this, the CD of getting paid more for longer, we just copied what they do in the real world. They pay you 20% more interest if you lock a year longer. We copied that shit and put it in hex. But everyone wants to yell and scream about being a demon and shit. Okay. So even though Ethereum did 10,000x in two and a half years, and I think Hex is designed better than Ethereum, and therefore by syllogistic inference, I think Hex can outperform Ethereum, which means it was designed to do better than a 10,000x in two and a half years, which Bitcoin was also designed to do. It's over 2 million X in 2017. It's over 900,000x now. Well, maybe 880,000x last I looked. So these are, these are reasonable numbers that I'm speaking about honestly and truthfully and describing the design intention and still telling you, yes, crypto can go to zero. Yes, all this shit drops 85, 95% every once in a while, no matter what anyway. I'm the guy spreading that word. But since they don't listen 
and they all got hung up on the 10,000X. I finally supplicated and I finally said, fuck it, I'm getting rid of it. And we just got rid of it. And that pisses me off, okay? Because it, I did design it to beat Ethereum. And Ethereum did do a 10,000X in two and a half years. So it pisses me off that I can't speak honestly about the design intention of the system. And, and another thing, business design itself is entirely focused on value creation and creating a system which becomes more valuable over time. That is what business design is, period. So every business is designed to accrue value and become more valuable. And, and it should is be not, disclosed. Isn't that similar to designing an economic system? Exactly. Isn't that similar to designing a cryptocurrency? Is a design intention of accruing value? That something could become more valuable over time? The fact that I'm demonized for doing that is just fucking enraging to me. It just makes me so angry. Yeah, I said it's crazy that Americans or and people in general they they don't want you to talk about how you're earning or talk about how much you can or get, like or like the difference between can and will. Yes. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, it can do ten thousand X, but who the fuck knows? Like I don't know what it'll do, and neither do you. Nobody knows. But I know this is the highest appreciating asset class in the history of man. And so if you're playing in the space, you really have a good chance of being the highest appreciating thing that's ever existed in the history of man. These aren't extreme statements. They're obvious statements. But since so many people misunderstood them, misconstrued them, and forced them to sound extreme because of their bias, I just removed the language. And so now it doesn't say design to 10,000x anymore on the website. Now it says Hex did 115. It went up 115x in 129 days. I like the did portion that mm -hmm. you did. Because it does actually, you know, it does outline why we, you know, why we came into it, you know, like why you made it, why, why we should have Hex on the, you know, instead of, I, I mean, it, I think that it outli outlines exactly what Hex is here for, you know, to get rid of all these scams, to, to promote a good, honest product instead of, you know, that it combats the scams like you yeah. put on the outline. They smirked but, at me today when we talked about that, you know, because we, we came in with the same arguments. Um, well, they were trying to be objective at first. It's like, oh, we're going to be real objective and ask you guys questions and let's talk about Hex. Let's get people to understand it. And the first thing they did was they pulled up a list of what is a scam. <laughs> and let's go line item by line item of why Hex is a scam. And that's that's what how they started the whole thing, you know. So we had to go over each one. And, of course, they called it a Ponzi. They called it an MLM. They called it all of these things. You know, and as we tried to explain all that to them, you know, there were snickers and smirks, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah they don't okay. get it through their head. They don't get it through their heads. It's just like, guys, come on. You have Here, to actually. Here's my favorite part. How is a bunch of bitches holding ETH, which went down 95% and is currently down 85%, going to gate gatekeep or talk shit to Hex, which is doing new all-time highs? Yeah. Bag holders, I hate to break it to you. But you actually bought something that price performatively behaved just like a Ponzi. Bitcoin, price performance-wise, behaves like a Ponzi. Ethereum, price performance-wise, behaves like a Ponzi. Period. Period. And that, and and so the fact that these things can get up. By the way, Ethereum never met made a new all-time high yet. Bitcoin never made a new all-time high yet. And it's not written in stone that they fucking will. So you know, to to have people. That are holding bags that are down 85 and 95 percent point and laugh at hex which is not down from its all-time high like theirs it's just very funny to me because those <laughs> motherfuckers need to grow some humility they need to grow some humility because they were all shilling when fucking eth was 1500 and bitcoin was 20k and i called the top at 19,600 and said it was overbought and it was time to do a dip 
I'm the guy that did that. I called the 20K Christmas from 4K months earlier, and I called the top at 19,600, and I called the multi-year bear market at 8,500. Broke all here of we our fucking hearts, are, too. and all my predictions came true. Yeah, and, and my predictions came true, and I had a lot of shit for it because only bearish posts are rewarded, and, and only bullish posts are rewarded. If you say anything that's bearish, you're fucking annihilated online. Yeah. You will receive no yeah. likes. You will receive no retweets. No one will be nice to you because everyone wants to manipulate and lie to the public to try and pump their fucking bags. Yeah. So it, and, if your coin went down 95%, you don't ever get to gatekeep or shit talk uh, another coin's price performance yeah, because it's yeah. just, what is there? What's like? But not only <laughs> did you call the top, Richard, afterwards, you know, you said, you, you, you got on that stream and you said, it's over, guys. It's over. We're, we are in a bear market for the next two to three years, more than likely. And it freaking happened. You know, yep. I mean, that's what you said. It wasn't that you called the top, but you called the bear market too and the yep. length of it. So, I mean, hats off, bud. I get some I, shit right. I, I get Rich some shit right. A lot of it. Richard, what do you think is like the biggest setback right now? Like I, I for me, it's like anybody. That, Coin market cap, I, dude. Coin, market, Coin yeah. motherfucking market cap lying about our goddamn position. It's just goddamn yeah. disgusting to me. Listen, you guys have a fucking rank. Your rank says you, you're sorting by market cap. But then you have this outside fucking left field rule, which is that there's this page three where there's actually coins that have higher market caps that are just deprived of the front page status <laughs> because of some random shit. And then you hide what that random shit is. Hex is 1% of all Ethereum transactions. And it's been more over the last six months. Hex is the top financial app on Ethereum. Hex is the number one liquidity and volume in Uniswap. 40% of Uniswap trades are Hex. Hex has the most open and transparent volume in trades in all of cryptocurrency, and it's on 24 or 26 goddamn exchanges. Stop fucking us over. We have opinion letters that say that we're not a security from two different countries, from two different lawyers. Please stop fucking us over and lying about our goddamn position in the world because when people, when noobs go to CoinMarketCap and type in Hex, that shit is like rank 203 when it should really be like rank 25 or 30. And that fucking sucks that you're lying about Hex's position in the world yep. using some made-up bullshit because Hex is better than the other fucking coins that you have there on the front page. Those other coins are fucking garbage. ADA doesn't even exist. It doesn't even fucking exist. Why the fuck are we ranked lower than some shit that doesn't fucking exist? Why? <laughs> These goddamn middlemen fucking middle bullshit. <clears throat> Blows my mind. Blows my mind. Do you think market cap should include staked coins or not? Hmm. Well, currently it doesn't, and in hex it doesn't. And and in you know, it look, everybody is full of shit in crypto, except hex. <laughs> Satoshi's fucking coins never fucking circulated. He fucking mined them, and he sat on them. They never circulated. They're never offered to the goddamn market. But they're counted in his circulating supply, inflating his market cap. For 10 and years. then, for 10 fucking years. And then, copycats came along and gave his fucking non-circulating coins new bullshit non-circulating coins. And those fucking coins are counted for circulating market cap and the other fucking forks as well. So BCH market caps inflated, BSV's market cap inflated, Bitcoin market cap inflated. 
They're accounting fucking coins that were never, ever offered to the public ever. So that's the status quo. The status quo is whatever the fuck we want to call circulating is whatever it is. And then we're going to use that to calculate the market cap. Right. So, so the concept that in hex, when people stake their coins, they're burnt and that reduces the circulating supply. And then that reduces the, the market cap. It's a little bit weird. It's a little bit weird because now we've got people doing the best thing they can possibly do, which would cause price to appreciate, uh, you know, assuming static or increasing demand, but, but hex is penalized for when people do the right thing by a reduced market cap. And it's being put up against things that have the fakest fucking market caps you could dream. The fakest fucking market caps. So you think so you think that BSV's uh, circulating supply and market cap should be higher because they gave some coins to somebody who's never used his Bitcoin and will surely never use his fucking other fork coins. So that shit's fake and lame and sucks. But but here we are being gate capped. <laughs> it's like it's like fucking Dude, we do everything better, kind of but like we're that? traded like Richard? we do the opposite. Did you expect that we'd be get, get kept to the point no. like how we are? No, no, I did not. Because look, everything else that's dog shit does just fine. Yeah. Fake and gay and horrible, terrible, disgusting garbage is all over the top 100, all over it. Right. Yeah. So, look, so what I is mean, what like? I really don't understand that. It honestly, it's like you, you go. We we were naming off coins earlier that we got into. You know that that we re rode down. It was shit. Yeah, and there, you know, still some of them that we're naming off are still in the top 100 of on coin market cap, and it's like, what, what are they? You know, they're and, they're down 99.8 percent, and it's like, and, how are they still on the on these uh, coin market cap and such? If, Here's my question, Richard. So if, if these guys aren't stupid, I mean, these people can understand what if if <laughs> I can understand hex. Now wait a second. Now wait a second. They, Which guys they, are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but, but these yeah. people understand cryptocurrencies they, they they've got to i mean if a guy like me can figure out hex and go you okay, mean the gatekeepers well, this yeah the gatekeepers and so what do you think it is okay. i mean is it, it it's obvious it, they, I, i'm sure hatred. they can really give a shit about your personality is it that they've seen something that's going to kick everything's ass and they're like oh shit we better slow this son of a bitch down or it's gonna it's gonna wreck all i think of it's us. jealousy and hatred yeah. i think really? it's jealousy and hatred I'll give you, a, this is just a theory I'm pulling them out of ass, but it, it's a cool narrative. So well, let's explore it. Because I shared so much time with the public, because I, I spoke so clearly and openly about my thoughts and ideas, people thought they were on the same level with me. They thought, oh, here's Richard, you know, YouTuber. Okay, so what's a YouTuber? Brooke guy. They stay Brooke. Okay. But they don't realize I'm not a YouTuber, right? I don't make thumbnails. I don't I barely ever release videos. I'm an ass kicking machine. I'm a business guy. That's what I do. That's why I retired when I was 25. That's why I traveled the world. Uh, back in 2003, I was retired. I, you know, I only had to do business for a couple of years until I made enough money to fucking quit. So that's what I really am as an ass kicking machine. But then people, you know, they grew uh, camaraderie. Right. So in, in the, in the armed services, the enlisted men are isolated socially from the officers because familiarity breeds contempt. Mm -hmm. And if the officers and the enlisted men hang out too much, the fucking enlisted men won't do what they're told anymore because they are too familiar with the officers. So they literally socially force isolate them 
to maintain a structure of order and control. And I, and I think that by me being as public and open and with, with the public that they didn't see me as alien enough to have earned the right to build some billion dollar thing. And so for them, it's like, this isn't fair. I mean, it's just Richard. And you know, he just built a billion dollar thing. He said he was going to build some amazing thing and then he built it and now it's here. It's just, it's just not fair. And so every YouTuber is angry that they didn't take my advice and launch a coin. And every fucking, every founder is angry that my coin's kicking the shit out of their coin. And, you know, there's just a lot of jealousy and a lot of hatred because I built something that's goddamn amazing. And now it's amazing without me. This show that I'm watching with you guys was fantastic before I got here and it'll be fantastic after I leave. You know, I, 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 I am no longer important to the ecosystem because the design was so good that everyone else now has already locked in and, and is creating more value than I'm creating. You know, you're, you guys do more streams and produce more content than I do. You got like every, everybody's doing more for hacks than I do. I just sit around basically. So that, that pisses off a lot of people. And I'll tell you what, like we're bots. I'm not humble about it. You know, I, <laughs> I'm fat and old, but I'm also funny and rich and I got a big dick. So, you know, it's like, I know what I am. It's not, this is not a mystery to me. And that pisses some people off, you know? Yeah. And, and it's growing exponentially right now. I mean, the YouTube community for Hex is just, it's, it's starting to explode. There's so much content out there now. I think we need to transcend the crypto market. Um, the beautiful thing about transcending the crypto market is one, there's a lot more money outside of crypto than in it. Mm. Two, uh, a lot of people haven't been fucking ruined and lost all their money. So a lot of guys holding bags from 2017, you know, you bought Bitcoin at 20K, now it's 8K. You're missing a lot of your stack. You bought Ethereum at 1500. Shit was uh, 80 two months ago. That's a lot of your stack missing, man. So there's a whole world of people that have never experienced how cool crypto is and can be. And I, and I would love to see Hex transcend all of the gatekeeping assholery in crypto and, and route around it. So you know what? It ain't hard to make a coin market cap site. There's some private label versions of them from sale. You want to keep gatekeeping us? That's fine. We can go compete against you on ICO. And then you, you know, we'll see if we can get your rank to drop. So I used to do SEO for a living. And I haven't put any fucking time into it in a long time, but I know how the game is played. So if you want to keep gatekeeping Hex, watch the Hex community right around you. And then there'll be a new popular website. Like for instance, right now, anybody that's a fan of Hex, they don't go to CoinMarketCap. They go to CoinPaprika. You do a search for uh, CoinPaprika, Hex is going to come up as one of the first things that comes up under it. Because that's probably why most people even go to that site. So people that choose to step against Hex are going to get fucking routed, routed around, you know? Like exchanges want to fuck around. No problem, man. We replace you. You, you know, it's like you can either get on this train and enjoy the ride or you can get run the fuck over. It's really that easy because ain't nothing. None of these people are doing. It's that hard. And that includes starting exchange. Starting exchange is not fucking hard. Not there. Yeah. We, we, on, uh, that, uh, on Yavin's site, we were, we were taking a deep dive on it on my channel yesterday. (laughs) And, uh, he 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 shills IEOs, you know, initial exchange offerings, and he also is sponsored by the Electronium and uh, two other uh, one of the 
Yeah, and uh, so, uh, Saga and some other Rocket. rocket. Yeah, Rocket, which uh, you know, gives you 500x leverage that you can do. And it's like, yeah, you're, you're, you're calling us a scam, man. 500x leverage, huh? Bro, it's it's sure. like this easy. Anybody anybody that tries to like gatekeep as a YouTuber, you're like, okay, so uh, do you, do you think most people make money trading? No. Do you have links to people to go trade? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's over then, right? <laughs> it's like okay, so you basically got links that harm most people to click them. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. we could. This conversation's over then, eh? <laughs> right. Yeah. They would say that they don't see it as like you know that 99% of and in the long run 100% of the people lose their money. They don't see it like that. They think that they're helping somebody out getting, you know, I don't think they, they promote think it. They promote I think they know. It's yeah, going I, on. yeah. Yeah, they probably know what's going on, yeah. but you know, yeah. they it's like you, make their little little What about guy guys like Tone? I mean, I mean, oh, the guy how the guy <laughs> knows that he's making himself look like an ass here. I mean, he, he it's got it's going to blow up in his face. He's been wrong for so long. He's used to it. He would, he would be. He would feel weird if he was right. He might not know how to handle it. Very I mean, true. if you want to see me destroy Tone Vase in person, I did this in Singapore. I fucking annihilated him. Go on Coin Telegraph's YouTube channel. Coin Telegraph has a YouTube channel, and watch the Tone Vase versus Richard Hart Bitcoin Realist versus Bitcoin Maximalist video. Holy shit. Read the comments in the video, dude. <laughs> fucking just, that's why it blocked me. Like, because I don't even post are, those fucking you, He's butthurt is what it is. Then. That's oh, what dude. Yeah, because he takes people, he harms people for a living. Yeah. He convinces people they're going to make money, they lose money, and then he profits off them losing money. And then he runs around hiding behind his everything else is a scam thing. Right, exactly. He's like, you know, yeah, but this thing sucks. You're like, okay. But you're still robbing people, like. Yes, it's great. So, yeah, it sucks, and you suck. You guys both suck. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> uh, it's it's funny uh, to me that if you watch the Bitcoin happening shows, it was the most uh, gross-looking, terrible public face that you could show for a project. Yeah. Like the the Tone Vase one that had the Winklevoss twins on it had a guy in a goat costume singing a song about we like trustless something or another is and like with fake trade set up like in his room he has just random monitor like up in the corner of the room and you could never ever possibly see what was on that monitor <laughs> like like if you were sitting here having a monitor up in the corner of the room is entirely fucking useless and then he has like a staff the fucking like Bitcoin oh, yeah. logo on yeah. shit. <laughs> this anybody in the world that was thinking of investing yeah. that saw that would be like, yeah, I'm selling. I'm out. <laughs> whatever this, whatever that was, I don't want that shit anywhere near my investment. <laughs> and and then there's just there's just more of that, right? It's like thirty yeah. percent of the people on the show have face masks because they don't want to show their identities. Yeah. So you look like basically vigilantes or terrorists. Or fucking, I mean, I guess now because of the pandemic, you look slightly less retarded. But the goat, the goat's head isn't exactly a fucking, you know, <laughs> breathing creepy. mask. And then Chico lost it on on that other group that they were oh, doing. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. <laughs> so people with no think- emotional intelligence at all are out there aspergering on each other 
for the public's <laughs> fucking burgering <laughs> on each other. <laughs> wild. Um, well, I guess we have to restart this, not restart the stream, but every 12 hours, if we want to keep it archivable, we have to restart it because it only okay. took 12 hours. So can I send yeah. you guys a link and then you guys can get back yep, in? Send it. I, I yep. want to ask a good texture question. Tell me about okay. the guns behind you, man. What do you got there? What do you got there? So the top one up here, and sorry if I got echo or my audio is bad, but the top one here, that's a Colt M4. It's a 5.56 by 45 caliber NATO. And the second one there, that is a 12 gauge shotgun. It's a, it'll accept a three inch Magnum. It's a break barrel double. It's a double barrel. Side by side. side, by side. Yeah, side by side. And then the bottom one, that's the oldest. That's my very first gun that I ever got. That is a, a 22 long range. I think it was made back in the 1950s. It was uh, purchased at Sears, I think, by my potentially great grandfather. I remember nice. Sears. I think I think it's funny that like so of of the people on the stream we have one precious metals bug two marines and one otherwise gun enthusiast. Yeah. And Jim <laughs> so, was in the was in the uh he was in the navy so he was a corpsman. He was a corpsman. He was He's one of us. Mar- yeah, he yeah. was attached to the marines so we're pretty much all marines <laughs> up at the top. Yeah. <laughs> they do what we do. We do. And, and I worked for the DOD at one time. Oh, no okay. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to do uh, scenario shooting, so oh yeah, I've I've done my my fair share of firearms play. Yeah, back when I uh, lived in the states, I had a good arsenal: thirty-seven millimeter grenade launcher, AK forty-seven with Tac two bounce trigger, hundred round drum, Chinese, you know, easier to load. Fucking love my Remington Wingmaster eight seventies. It's my favorite shotgun. Seems like when you put a lot of rounds through the Mossberg five hundreds, they get hot and just don't cycle anymore. Um, Glocks, Bursas, fucking Berettas, you name it, man. Just you ain't had fun until of, you melted a, a 60 barrel. Stuff. Yeah, 240, actually. <laughs> Not new ones. I, car- I <laughs> yeah, carried a 240, yes. 240 Bravo in, yeah. uh, in the very Iraq. Pretty fun. I heated a 60 <laughs> barrel up so hard one time you could see the rounds going through it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, I'm gonna so, I'm gonna restart this right. really quick just so we yep. it's got like five minutes left. So I'll send you guys yep. the thing. All right. All right. I'm back. I'm back. What's up, guys? We're back. Hey bro, what's up? All right, hopefully this all works. How you doing, Richie? Now oh, there's good texture funding, Jim. What's up, guys? Uh, cool. Send Richard the link. Yeah, I, I sent him the link. I do too. I'm going to be right back. I got to pee really quick. Oh, actually, I got to wait until they're coming in. You go ahead, funding, Jim. I was just waiting until they came in. All right, yeah. I'm going to pause. I'll be right back. So I, was, I was saying it's funny that, like, a lot of people in hacks lift weights and have worked with guns quite a bit. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Bitcoin esque, you know, because you don't yeah. see that shit in Ethereum. Like it's just not, <laughs> it's not in their ecosystem. <laughs> but in Bitcoin and hacks, it's like, show, yeah, it's about show, bodybuilding and guns. Show them hacks. Yeah. Show them hacks. Yeah, yeah, oh, the, uh, the, uh, these bad boys. Strong hands, baby. Strong hands. <laughs> strong hands. That's how I practice my strong hands. <laughs> What's that? 
and keto. Yeah, keto. I tried to do. I've been doing try to try to do keto. Man, it's so hard with the uh, pregnant wife. Man. Pregnant wife. She always wants to eat just nonsense. So it's just like, yeah, all right. Yeah, because she's like, oh, I'm gonna make this. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll just make it. So after she, after she, you know, in a couple months after the baby's born, for sure. Yeah, so, uh, I'm, I'm into like you know watching your macros now versus you know keto. Keto keto is good for dropping a lot of weight, you know, quickly. Um, but you know the macros thing is where it's at when when it comes to building and, and gaining. Once once you get down to your 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 target weight, then you can you know run your macros, and everybody's got their own. So yeah, keeps you optimum. Yeah, I think I think. Uh... I'm really happy with a lot of the stuff that I couldn't have predicted. So I'm really happy with how the community's turned out. I'm really happy with how uh, the exchange, like Uniswap you know, existing, has turned out. Um, I like like somebody built meta transactions already. Awesome, thanks. You know, uh, there's just so much shit that's happening on its own that nobody has to kind of like force. That I just I love it. You know, I really. Yeah. Who could yeah. have predicted all that stuff would happen? You know, let me let me say something to you, Richard, about the community. I've I've been in a lot of different communities in, in my day, and and I've been in a lot of crypto communities too. But you know, getting to know people on a personal level, um, you know, with the show that we've been doing and and talking to people in private and stuff. I mean, this is a strong fucking community right here. I mean, you've got some people that that. Are, I mean, not only are they smart, but they're good people that are involved in this. I mean, I'm really impressed with the community as far as the depth of personality and the character uh, that that the Hex community has. They're smart. There's some f- smart fuckers in the community, man. There's a, a dude named Nanand that posts is in chat. Love his post. Smart as fuck. Crypto Coffee. Love his posts. You know, he makes great videos. Um <laughs> Like Kyle's great. There's there's, there's so Have many you seen people. That Adrian Eisen guy. Have you seen? Yeah, him he's yet? fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he doesn't. We try to reach out to him to get him on uh, stream or anything, but he man, he does not. He does not uh, respond to any of our our. our which okay. is fine. Which yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get it. But uh, yeah, we're like man, we trying to get you on, bro. Trying to get you yeah. on here. But, I'm always uh, messaging or whatever on the commenting every time he puts something out, but he doesn't really respond to that either. I think he either restreams it from his uh dtube or something i don't know oh maybe that's what it is maybe that's what it is maybe should hit him up on dtube and and this is and this is just the beginning still i mean we're yeah. talking about six month old coin so cool yeah. you know yeah so fucking six cool. months yep. dude six months yep. ain't shit <laughs> Not yeah, especially in cryptocurrency <laughs> you know financial yeah i'm, I'm excited and to be sitting where we're at <laughs> yeah yeah. It's gonna be fun. I mean, imagine if Coin Market Cap stops the f- tomfoolery and sticks us where we belong. Oh, I think it's yeah. gonna make a big difference, you know. And yep. what if, uh, like, there's this dude Conrad Zen. I don't know anything about him, yeah. but I like mm-hmm. his videos. I like. Yeah. I see him, you know, r- rolling in a Rolls Royce with a driver, talking about hex. <laughs> you know, yep. he's That's coming cool, on man. Discourse. <laughs> he's gonna come on Discourse here in the next week or so. Yeah. So imagine we get some more dudes like that reaching out into the real world, talking about, "Hey, look, I'm baller, and yeah. this is how." So check it. You know that could be great. There's yep. so much. There's so many cool things that are left untapped for hacks that 
that I'm excited to see if they can happen and, and what they look like if they do, you know? Yeah. Like you guys t- earlier were talking about the XRP army. I don't see any reason we can't have something bigger, you know? Oh, easy. we have a working product. Like yeah. their, their dream was, Oh, we're going to get the banks. They never got the banks. Never. They never got them. <laughs> That's still the shit they talk about. Well, our dream fulfilled. It's like, yeah, we're trustless interest. Look, People are making trustless yep, interest right now. Yep. It's just working now. It's done. There's no roadmap. There's no fucking team. It's finished. Yep. It's working now. So, like, I mean, think about it. Like, somebody could uh, EOS put up a billboard in Times Square. Somebody just put up a billboard in Times Square for Ross Ulbricht. It's not that far a stretch to imagine somebody <laughs> could put up a billboard. For- hey, uh, hey, hey, guys, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, Michael. Hey, I don't know, hey, Richard. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, can't yeah, hear well, Richard though. Okay. Uh, all right. So yeah, I just I just wanted to stop in and say hi. Actually, when I asked you to send a link, I was actually in the uh, in the chat just watching you guys. I was expecting to just watch you guys. I wasn't expecting to get on the damn show. So, <laughs> so 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 hey guys, listen. I got I got a I got a uh, I got a Zoom call that I, I got to take in four minutes. So I just wanted to be able to check back in after I was on my Zoom call. If you guys were still going, so all right. Uh, hey well, man, I just want to say hey. Yeah, twelve more hours. Okay, well maybe I'll check back in. Hey, you know, <laughs> Richard. Right. Hey, hey, Richard. I just wanted to be able to say to you, thanks for what you've done, brother. We're all we're all hey. on the team, man. All right. Thank you, man. Thanks for right, thanks man. for playing along. For sure, man. We'll see you soon. Later. See, thanks, you. see you, Michael. All right. All right, guys. Bye. I'm I'm probably gonna head off in a bit too. If anybody's got any questions or something, uh, poor Hexa. Twenty four hour stream. <laughs> crazy, man. I mean, I did an eight hour stream. That was enough. Oh, uh, <laughs> 24 hours. <fuck. laughs> no, I'm only I'll be here with you, brother. All right. I won't, I won't yeah. let you You can keep it brief. Do we have you any questions keep it brief from, chat? That, uh, from chat? I have, Let's a, see. I have a chat question. All right. Or any of you guys. I mean, you know me, man. I'll answer you. Anything. Um, let's see. Is, you... uh, is oh, go bed going good? I don't know what that is. is it, maybe that means UST. I mean, USD is great when everybody's trying to get cash. But it's like it, over time, it just becomes worth less and less and less. So these monetary contraction periods are like few and far between, like once every 10 years. So you kind of got to uh, you got to be in assets. Assets are high story real value. And if you guys like the stuff I say, you really should read my books. They're free. Download them. T.me forward slash Sivive. It's got a lot of great stuff that I even forgot I knew. So all the stuff that's in there, I read it and I'm like, damn, that's good stuff. Well, this is my own. Oh, Serena's doing an audio book. I got an editor going through and actually fixing it up to make it more like a publishable book that we can go and, and you know, oh, cool. publish into the real world and hard copy and such. Um, I think he's done with like three chapters so far. So cool. I'm just going to have him finish it, you know? Because it's it's more than enough for several books, so we might we might turn it into like a a several Series. book kind of thing, yeah. Because it's it's like five hundred thousand fucking words or something, some retarded level of words. It's either like two seventy five yeah. or four seventy five k. So it's you know your first book should be about seventy five k. So there's there's way too much content there basically. So it needs to be split into different books, and I might be able to call some of the more the more complicated shit out of there. Some of it's just too complicated for people, you know? I pull some of that out. So what do we got yeah, for be, chat? 
Let's see. Um, I'm going to go after I answer it. Oorah. Let's see. A room for project on top of air. Is there room for projects on top of Hex? Yeah, of course. Yes. There's yeah. tons of projects being built on Hex. I don't even keep track of them. So Michael that was in here earlier is involved with Hex.business. I don't even understand all the things they do. Apparently they do. They have an app that works that lets you refer people by QR code. That's cool. They've got uh, their own token they built into it called HXY. Not exactly sure how that works. Lagged out again, Richard. So look at all those, those things. And there's new things coming out all the time. So, you know, Trayvon James launches, he's got like five or six different tokens built on top of Hex. I only know what maybe one of them does. Um, then some shrimp thing came out and this Hex 3 thing, 3D came out and failed because they didn't develop it right, which is why I've never played any of these games. I've never used any of them. You know, I, I like to see people's uh, financial value put into things that have been audited and are secure and are trustless and peer-to-peer -peer and don't have any human intervention. Uh, that's if I had my druthers, how everything would be. But a lot of people has a different risk profile and they they really want to play around with different things and are happy to risk some capital to do that. And for those people that have those belief systems, you know, these other things that are built on top of Hex, um, they could be fun to play with, right? So people like, lossless lotteries and people like weird time games and like you know people like that stuff okay well have fun build it and you've got uh you know like I, the one thing that i know about that i thought was really cool so trayvon built one of those hourglass based games that uh you locked your hex and the real contract through it and then no matter how shitty the game turned out at least you got real hex locked in the real contract yeah, so that's that, that i saw as innovation you know um, but I don't want to become an expert on all these things. I'm, I'm, I'm focused on other stuff, you know? So yeah. if you want to learn about those things, you're going to have to learn about them yourself because I don't know about them. <laughs> I can't tell you. I don't like, there's just, can you like imagine how shitty it would have been for me to like learn a lot about some game and then the game just launches and fails because of the, the they left a no, dev yeah. backdoor in there. And it's yeah. like, yeah. I don't want to learn about this. What a waste of my fucking time that would be. Right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, but there's a lot of stuff you can build, man. To build, oh, get to it. Programmable money. It's really you can program a hex. You can build on hex, and people are being very successful, making money doing it. So you should give it a try. Somebody asks, so, uh, who do you think Satoshi Nakamoto is? I think Satoshi Nakamoto is an English academic that writes sloppy academic style code. Uh, he's intelligent and uh, likely a gold bug. He was on the on or closely related to the cypherpunks mailing list. So there's maybe only two or 300 people in the world that it could be. It's not Adam back who isn't even a developer. It's not, uh, Craig Wright, who's just a habitual liar, um, and not a developer. Uh, it's not, uh, I don't think it's the guy that went to jail for his uh, drug selling activities, but helped author TrueCrypt because um, the theory there is that he wrote Bitcoin to help bill for his uh, pharmacy websites. But to the best of my knowledge, none of those pharmacy websites ever accepted Bitcoin. So that doesn't make any sense. Um, so, I, you know, I don't think it's a team. I think it's a single guy. 
So you can do timing analysis on when he posted and language analysis on the way he spelled certain words and, you know, the two dots after the period, things like that, that land you with an older academic in the UK with a day job. Probably who it is. <clears throat> it's all, you know, but who really gives a fuck? Because I think he's dead now because he never moved his money and living people tend to move their money. Yeah. Very true. So Rich, what are you, what are you studying right now? What are you, what are you doing with your time? You know, Hex is done. So I know you're, you're, you're done. Um, with it. So what are you doing? What are you looking at? What's uh, got on your mind? Even though Hex is done, I am very addicted to the ecosystem. So it, 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 it's like, okay, Uniswap V2 came out. Well, how does that work? Let's understand it, you know? And if you want to build on top of Uniswap V2, right, how do you implement the time waiting? And how do you, uh, how could you utilize that flash swap function? So there's still a ton of learning that goes on. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like even, even knowing about those games existing and being able to answer some of these questions, it just seems like there's so much to read about and consume. You never, like, I've never, there's so many things I want to do that I've never had a chance to. Like, I'd like to know these, these whales that are buying in, how much bigger are their stacks that they haven't deployed yet? How much <laughs> more are they sitting on? I'd like to know that. And then I, and I'd be curious, like if people emergency end stake, is there a standard amount of time before their end stake is sellable and do they insta dump? And is that something that you could time? You're like, oh, emergency end stakes. All right, well, let's sell the price down. You know, shit like that. Just trader stuff. Like you're just curious how the market works. You know, right. because in a, in a normal market, you don't you don't have a warning before somebody's going to dump. But hex, you do. Like if it's yeah. the case that when people emergency end stake, they dump. You're like, hey, guess what? You just got a fucking ten minute head start. Yep. And then if you wanted to, you could even build your own application that like rolled that into a single transaction where you could like end stake and sell at the same time in the same transaction to like not let people front run you. There's all this amazing shit that can be built in Hex that doesn't exist yet. Um, I'm, I'm still I'm still learning. So I invented Hex, and I'm still learning about how it works because there's all these emergent properties that they're very very interesting to me. What else? You know, people are messaging me all the time about things they're building. So there's people uh, that just finish the meta transactions that let you send Hex with just Hex and no Ethereum. There's other people that message me talking about how they're doing the tornado cash fork that supports Hex. There's other people that message me telling me that they're doing margin trading stuff for Hex. And uh, it's kind of a full-time job to just know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's a lot yeah. of shit going on. A lot. <laughs> for real. They're, like, I don't even see what half of probably what you get to see. It. It's like... I mean, just the this like the comment section and on the hex telegram, and just knowing what's going on and trying to de- decipher if it's good, if it's bad, if you got these bad actors. I mean, even RG three, you know, we we're trying to talk to other people, but yeah, it's it's a full time job knowing what's going on in the environment. You wouldn't think that it is, but it really is. Like you got to know, yeah. and not only that, but you got to know your stuff. You got to know the share, you know, what shares are, you know, all all everything on the layman's guide. Plus, and that and that's a full time job trying to know everything in that layman's guide. It sounds easy, but man, it's like it's like that's like a college course. On, yeah. you know, they should it's be a legit college course. It's particularly how, how hard to... when you don't know English well, too. So. <laughs> yeah. 
there's stuff I'd love to do. Like I'd, I'd like to make a shares video. That's like, Hey guys, here's a jar of marbles. This is yeah. the profit <laughs> the for the shareholders. And here's the jar of marbles that shows who's got shares. And then here's yeah. your little jar. And then, <laughs> you know, your little jar is this percentage of this jar. And so then you get that percentage of this thing. Like I want, yeah. you know, like it'd be nice to do something like that. Or I'd like to look at these wells and see how much bigger their stacks are. There's so what much shit to do. Like the website about, itself. What, it, what it needs... about this, Richard? When, you know, crypto's done a shitty job of, of advertising to the, to the, to the general public. Um, you know, obviously Bitcoin doesn't do it. I mean, just by word of mouth, have mm. you, have you looked into marketing techniques? Like how, how does crypto, how is crypto going to get its adoption? It's real adoption to the general public versus people following in. The same way the scams did. So there's been very, very, very successful multi-billion dollar scams that sold people fake cryptocurrency. You do the same shit, but sell them a real cryptocurency. Yeah. I, no, I'm I, not an honestly, expert on it. I don't know how the plus token guys got all their fucking users. And I don't know how the cloud token guys got all their users. And I don't know how these fucking other Ponzi's that are spamming up the goddamn ETH chain, making the fees too high, getting their fucking users, but they're getting them somewhere and they're getting them somewhere that I can't tell because I don't see their ads. So wherever those fuckers are advertising, it'd be cool if someone put a hex ad right next to them and beat their ad. Yeah. Because our price performance is better than price perform than theirs, our security is better than theirs. Our project is done. We should be out competing and shitting on those people where they're getting their users. So I wish someone would fucking let me know, like, hey, where where are the ads for those motherfuckers? Where are they getting their users? Yeah. Because their users are getting robbed by those scams. Maybe they would prefer something better. Yeah, I I found that like uh, selling hex or or telling people about hex is a lot easier to people to no no coiners than it is to actual cryptocurrency people because they understand like oh I get more and they don't they they're not so jaded by cryptocurrencies that they they're like you're gonna you're you're just a scam they they actually come <laughs> into it with a, with an open mind that like you're gonna help them out and you know if they somewhat trust you or you know yeah. I th I think that the 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 burning they, they they got burned so bad in 2017 that uh, you know yeah. on the ICOs that they anything right now is just that's why you see Ian Bellina, you know he used to be the I don't know about ICO but he was the 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 shill king for all of these uh, you know real real shit coins and like now he's a Bitcoin maximalist and it's like everyone that, is now which yeah, makes me like, which yeah. makes me want to go the other way yeah yeah everyone exactly. is a Bitcoin maximalist now me everyone too. yeah well. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that means? Yeah, it means that they emptied their bags, they emptied their wallets, and they don't have enough dry powder to buy anymore. Yeah. And they sold whatever else they had. So yeah. whatever they did have, they reduced. They don't have sell pressure to sell anymore. And it's like you, you look at the ETH BTC chart, and it looks like it could go up. You know, like yes, yeah. it's a faster, superior product that's more secure and has more features. And so, in an ideal world, ETH would be more valuable than Bitcoin. And yeah. right now, it's not it's 10 percent the value of bitcoin so yeah. you know there's a chance that ethereum the eth btc pair could see a lot of gain you know and it hasn't had its futures moment yet because i haven't listed it yet so it could pump for a cme list like bitcoin did so like you know there's there's potential there now guess what the hex price and the ethereum price are related mm -hmm. very tightly related because the liquidity in uniswap that ten million dollars of liquidity that's sitting there binds the two together, um, yep. and so if no one else ever performed a trade, the fact that you could always swap your 
uh, hex for Ethereum right there. It makes it so that the, the prices move together. Now we've outperformed uh, like 92x or 85x or something over Ethereum in the last uh, six months, some window, like four of the six months or something. Um, but it's good to know. It's like I'd, I'd rather have a, I'd rather have the dominant trading pair for Hex be the ETH pair in this macro environment than the BTC pair. Right. Because I, I think ETH has more potential and is a superior product. Do you think it do you think it would harm the crypto space as a whole if ETH flipped Bitcoin? No. I don't think it would it'd be good. You'd have people with faster transactions and more powerful network, better mining ecosystem, more friendly, hard as that is to believe. They are more friendly. Um, yeah, I think, I think that would be good for the world. Now you would need, you would want to see more ATMs support, uh, ETH because right now they just kind of support Bitcoin. But I mean, really what percentage of the ecosystem is the ATM? Right. 2%, 1%, you know, pitiful amount. Uh, it's, it's got anonymity on it. Yeah. Like I, I think the world would be a better place if he flipped uh, Bitcoin. And I think it'd be better still if Hex flipped ETH and Bitcoin. Why not? Damn straight. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's got superior game theory to both. It's got superior price performance to both. It's got a superior feature set to both. Most of the value in any ecosystem accrues at the endpoints. And so Ethereum to Hex is just a dumb pipe. Yep. All the actual buying and holding that, that accrues the value happens at the endpoint, which is Hex itself. Um, you know, people that are building all these things on top of Hex, they're not building them on top of ETH. They could but they're choosing not to. So all those games that you see built on top of Hex, they could have been built on top of ETH, but they didn't. They use Hex as their inputs. And that's interesting to me. I didn't predict that that would happen, but it did. Yeah. You know, I, I just kind of predicted people would do normal kind of DeFi stuff with Hex as the, as the input. I didn't expect there to be a gaming ecosystem built on top of Hex, but it happened. It's like, fuck. <laughs> cool. And, and <laughs> I didn't, didn't know that would happen. Like two no idea that out, would happen. Two Canair came out what a, a month after we released. It was it was Pretty quick. Fast. It was quick. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, I had no idea was, that would happen. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was really quick. I, I think. I, it, I think people they don't understand the way that value accrues and stratifies in in an ecosystem in an economy, okay. and it usually happens at the endpoints. Your cable company brings Netflix to you. And Netflix is worth more than your cable company. Your internet service provider brings Amazon's website to you, but Amazon is worth more than your internet service provider. Amazon ships packages to you through the post office, but Amazon is worth more than the post office. The yeah. value accrues at the end points, not the pipe in the middle, which is why tether transactions, which are the most common transactions of all on the internet, I think they're a third of all Ethereum transactions. Tether transactions used to run only on the Omni network, which used to run only on Bitcoin. Uh, and Tether was a multi-billion dollar project. Guess how much Omni's worth? A million bucks. Does two or three hundred dollars of volume a day? Two hundred, three hundred dollars of volume a day. The price of an expensive Jeez. dinner of volume a day. So a very valuable thing, Tether, operated on a substrate which derived no value from it whatsoever. So Omni did not benefit from empowering the, the most commonly used 
cryptocurrency in quotes in the world. Mm -hmm. And so that is proof that Hex can operate on top of Ethereum and Hex can be amazing. And the Ethereum value itself is kind of, you know, yeah, doesn't have to pump with Hex. <clears throat> it was good talking uh, to you guys. Yay. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Richard, for coming on, man. It's been. Hey, uh, you know, I just, I just think it was good to see you not having to take a ration of shit. <laughs> it's rare. I'm not even used to it. <laughs> I think you do really good, though, man. I like. I don't know how you keep like <sighs> fucking sick. Like, I don't know how you keep it uh, together, man. Because I would either just exit scam the exit scam the stream. I'd be shit. like, dude, I'd just be like, dude, f off, man. I don't want to do this. You know, I don't know how I you got just... your address now, bitch. I'm coming yeah, for I you. Can't believe, like that guy. I don't think that guy gave his real address at all. Yeah, he was I like, really do not think he gave his real address at all. <laughs> no, we, I, we, I do not think he lives in London at all. No, no. Somebody on Twitter said, "Hey, I I got his address. He only lives forty minutes away from me." <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> what a piece of garbage like I get, how how are you going to offer to die so this is against the terms of service offering money to deprive people of their privacy is against the terms of service of almost every thing on the internet doxing people is not allowed and yeah. so he's offering money to dox and it's like what the fuck i just you realize it, like crypto people do get killed like there yeah. are crypto rich people that have been fucking like tortured and killed. And there are people that have been swatted and shit. And you're like, why would you, why would you think it's okay to do that? Yeah. It's not okay to do that. It's no. the opposite of okay. It's so not okay that it's against the terms of services. Like, but he's so dumb. I'm a certified lawyer. Uh, I don't know who certified you, man. Like somebody said that they, somebody that. said they looked up all of the lawyers in uh Israel and on uh, in London and he was not he was not on the bar. So it's like there you go. Even, that doesn't surprise me at all. Because, like, lawyers lawyer. don't say like they don't say libelous and slanderous and defamatory things because they don't want to get fucking served and lose yeah. money. Over the deal. There there was another stream where there was a lawyer who wouldn't show his face of course on the stream. <laughs> um and he he was he literally put a bounty out on Hex and Hilarious. and sick, was sick in the SEC on Hex. Well so did he. Awesome. They can get a bounty by going out and claiming against Hex. Dude, the SEC already knows that Hex exists. Of course exists. they do. <laughs> of course and, they do. They, and like, let them do their job. You guys right. spamming them and like wasting their bandwidth is not helping them. Let them go. Do you know how many scammy, shitty things there are in crypto? Let them go fuck those things up. You're wasting their time. Like, yeah. I just, it's crazy. He was talking at an anonymity, wasn't it? An anonymity kind of uh, yeah. conference. Yes, the, the conference was called Anon, but he says that Anon doesn't really mean anonymity. And after I searched several different pages of the site, I can't find anything it could mean other than that, because it's not, it doesn't mean like Austrian network something something. There's no there's no other place on the website that I can find anywhere where there's other reference to what Anon could mean, other than its common definition of anonymous. So yeah. And he's part of crypto. That's the you know, and if you are pretty, you know, you're part of the crypto space. That's exactly what it means. I don't know. Uh, yeah, where he's but, uh, but, whether the the whether the thing is named anonymous or Austrian network operators niceness or something. <laughs> who the fuck knows? That's not the part that matters. The, the part that matters is like if you're gonna do your research, 
you better yeah. be right. How can you do your research and not read the white paper? How can you do yeah. your research and not read the disclaimer? How can you do your research and not know the difference between one level and multi-level? Like yeah. how you cannot. Yeah, he didn't even know what that was. He didn't even know that. He didn't realize that. And like, then, well, I don't know if he didn't know if Hex was not a multi-level or if he just didn't know what a multi-level was. <laughs> Imagine, imagine being so prepared for getting your ass demolished verbally <laughs> that you put on safety goggles and you're like, we're not going to talk about anything else in the industry. So no yeah. analogies, no oh, industry standards, we're just, no, other no other coins. Okay. We're not going to talk about other coins. Oh, that was great. And, and then, then he talks about your, or the ethereum. He just talks about ethereum. Right. The, uh, yeah. yeah. What about and then, the and then I call him oh, stupid we and he's like, no cursing. I'm like, calling you stupid, <laughs> not cursing. You're stupid. Like cryptocurrencies were designed to move value. Primarily. It was totally scripted. He had no real comebacks. It was everything was scripted. He was, you know, strong well, and, and wrong. And then you just demolished him as he just like looked into, you know, he had the thousand yards stare at the last one. Yeah, I think man. at the end, I think at the end, he might have actually started to understand that he was wrong, is the funny yeah. part. He's like, <laughs> oh, maybe. Ah, shit, this thing sounds pretty good. <laughs> How do I sign my Bitcoin? <laughs> I need to claim. What was that link again? That's hilarious. Send him a rough right, link. Hey, everybody watching, listen. Hex is doing a 24-hour fucking stream here. Click his rough link. Show him some love. Hell yeah. Press like. Press subscribe. He works hard as hell, and uh, he doesn't waste his money. You know, he's a family man. Hook him up. Uh, it was really good talking to all you guys. Uh, oh, thank you. I, I like. I watch. Right? I watch your content. I watch all Thanks, of your guys' content, except funding Jim, because I think this is the first content he's made. <laughs> it's been a <laughs> while. He does, he does I, I We'll have him on now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. You, see you, man. All right, hey, take brother. Care, man. We'll see you, man.